Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Farewell, football. With the NFL season over, it's time to focus our energies on the NBA. The Pelicans will not be in this situation again. 
I better get a big hole in return. The good news is nobody does it better than Dan Patrick. And we'll continue to prove that. From the players. He's Anthony Davis. To the newsbreakers. Adrian Wojnarowski. To the analysts. Bring in Kenny Smith. Don't miss a moment of the Dan Patrick Show, available on the Dan Patrick Show app. Download it right now with the iTunes Store or Google Play. Broadcasting live Live from Los Angeles From the Mercedes Studios in Los Angeles, California This is the Dan Patrick Show Similar to the NBA, we have an all-star break of our own It's almost like spring break Namely, Dan Patrick, he's not here Something's missing But filling in, we have a couple of rising stars of our own Come on, we didn't come to the game to see that Jason Smith and Ryan Hollins Greetings. Welcome inside the Dan Patrick Show at Fox Sports Radio. Jason Smith, Ryan Hollins. We're rising stars, man. Dude, I remember you were a rising star. It wasn't too long ago. I'm, I'm, I'm still, I don't know if I can call myself rising, man. I'm, I'm still on the way up, man. That's the, that's my goal. I'm a, I'm the young, hardworking guy, man. Oh, all right. That's good. I like, well, you're still always very tall, so you're always rising. I mean, I, I, I look at you and I think rising. <laughs> And I wanted to say first, I'm sorry about uh, UCLA this past weekend, boy. That was really, that was really something. Did you see the shots uh, yeah. they hit? Yeah. Did I'm, you see? I mean, yeah. I'm sorry about golly. that. Golly. Yeah. Well, our guys have been on the other side of that. We had the the big Oregon historical Oregon comeback mm-hmm. earlier in the season. They had a buzzer. I mean, I think there's three like major shots that the Bruins have hit. Yeah. No. I and and I think that so far up until the last few minutes. Lavar Ball coaching as a surrogate. I mean, you know, you know, speaking into the you know the coach's earpieces has been working okay for UCLA. But I mean, you know, the last couple oh, minutes on Saturday that was tough for you. Hats off, man! You win some, you lose some. Right. It, it, you know what? If since they fired Coach Alford, the expectations have not been there the same way. All right, maybe Ryan Hollins, UCLA head coach. I, I'm not getting that call. That phone call. Well, Earl what? Watson. Earl's the guy. Earl's the guy? Earl's our guy. He's not as tall as you, though. No, he's not as tall. No, no. but when you're tall, people respect you more. It's like a whole thing. Like, if you're tall, like, why? He's tall. He really knows what he's doing. It, it works sometimes. Does it? Sometimes I get away with that. Really? Hey, he's tall. Listen to him. <laughs> he's really tall. <laughs> <laughs> We're in for Dan Patrick and the Danettes today. My show heard nights here on Fox Sports Radio. Hit me up on Twitter at How About a Fresca, Ryan at The tonight? Ryan Hollins. Are you working tonight? No, 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 I'm not. I'm working tomorrow night. You and I tomorrow you're- again. And you're, then, you're, and then I'm working tomorrow night. You're built like that, though. Well, you know, you're built like I've seen I'm, you do I'm it. I'm a worker, man. I'm yes, a worker. You, are, man. you know, when I called you yesterday, you were like, "Wait, wait we're in tomorrow. What time? <laughs> what, what time? What time? Like, what do you mean? What time? What do we always get your time? Always get here at like five o'clock? What are you talking about? Oh, yes. <laughs> you were like working out. You sound like you were at a public pool. Everybody's yelling in the background. Oh. I'm like, where are you? you? Said I'm at the gym. I'm like, what kind of gym are you at? Everybody's screaming behind you. No, Northridge women's practice, and you know. During a basketball practice, you can't hear this during the game, but there's a lot of talk and chatter. Hey, I got ball. I got da, 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 da. You know, there's just, just people screaming and yelling things out. So okay, no, I guess when you watch a basketball game, do you hear the talk? You don't wreck. You don't you know correlate the two, do you? No, sometimes you do. Like if you're lucky enough, like if if there's no crowd sound, you hear the coach yelling. Sometimes, mm-hmm. very yeah. rarely do you hear a player say something unless they're just yelling in front of them. Like, but sometimes because the coach yells, you hear, you know, switch, switch or something that mm-hmm. they wind up doing. That's usually what you No, hear. there's a lot of talk. Well, at least have, have a, 
There should be a lot of talk. (laughs) (laughs) There should be. Well, uh, coming up in a few minutes, we will dive deep into the Harden-Westbrook debate as Russell Westbrook makes it 10 straight games with a triple-double turning Paul George into an MVP candidate in the process. Meanwhile, James Harden, his 30th straight game of 30 or more points, will debate which streak is more impressive. And also the Knicks have taken tanking to an absolute art form. It's just amazing. what It's like watching a Renoir Picasso being done the way they're tanking this year. But uh, the top story right now, Kareem Hunt is now back in the National Football League, signed to a one-year deal Middle of the day yesterday by the Cleveland Browns. He'll be a restricted free agent after the contract expires, so the Browns control his rights for next season. Hunt was released in November after a video surfaced that showed him shoving and kicking a woman last February at his residence in Cleveland. He was not arrested, nor did he face any charges. Also was accused for punching a man in the face uh, in a a fight in June. What's still to be known is when he's actually going to get to play because he was put on the commissioner's exempt list and they're investigating, still investigating the situation now. So a decision on whether Kareem Hunt's going to get to play if he gets suspended uh, is still coming. But, you know, when 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 this story first came out in November and Kareem Hunt got suspended and, you know, one of the many angles we talked about, I remember, was what's going to happen? And I felt like, you know what, at the time, I'm like, this is a wire conversation. You a fan of The Wire? You, you, you watch The Wire? Mm-hmm, All right. Mm-hmm. This is one of those wire conversations where sometimes whatever you think is going to happen doesn't matter, and sometimes the bad guys win. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And I just knew right away what's going to happen is he's going to sit the rest of the season, and then whatever happens in the offseason, he'll get reinstated, and a team is going to sign him, and he'll serve a suspension. Maybe not. They may say, well, what happened on the exempt list is is qualify enough for a suspension, so you're back in the league, and it's just going to happen. It's one of those, because that, that's kind of what the wire did. It was like, hey, you know, good things happen, but bad things happen too, and sometimes yeah. the bad guys win. You know, it wasn't always, and it wasn't always something awful like someone dying. It was just, you know, sometimes, like, I always thought the worst thing that upset me the most of the wire was the uh. fact the guy got away with plagiarism and he won those awards <laughs> in the last season. And I'm like, come on, man, you're making stories up. You're making stories up. And and, and his editors are taking pictures with I was that was the one that pissed me off the most. I'm like, oh come on, man. You're committing plagiarism. You're getting away with it. You know, that was a big thing, but I felt like the same way here, and that's th- this is what's gonna happen. And whatever, you know, outrage is gonna happen for domestic violence is it's gonna you know, suddenly hit the, you know, cool off a bit, and then he's going to get signed. And that's exactly what happened. Ultimately, when you look at the NFL, because you look at it, you got to look at it as a whole. That is kind of a norm, and I think since Ray Rice, they've had to push back and you know, even enforce even more the zero tolerance when it comes to domestic violence. Uh, it was an interesting situation that. You know, he pushed her over. He was aggressive, but it wasn't a a, 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 a direct punch or a, a full force kick or he didn't send the girl to the hospital. Makes no difference in my eyes. It's all bad. But you have a better shot of playing in the NFL through domestic violence than actually standing up for an admirable cause. And what happened with Kaepernick was he became such a large entity his movement was so big that it ends up outweighing his talent on the football field. And the one thing we've always been preached to is that when your extracurricular activities are that much bigger, they double and triple and quadruple your talent, it's hard for you to play in the league now. 
because the one thing the NFL doesn't want, a 60-whatever-man 60, 60 roster, one guy to be standing out. I think back, and I don't want to compare the two, but the different Broncos, Broncos had Tim Tebow, right? Mm-hmm. Tim Tebow. During that season, Tim Tebow was a bigger story than Tom Brady. He engulfed literally whatever organization or team he went to. Not saying that Kaepernick and Tim Tebow are the same thing, but any team that even flirted with signing Colin Kaepernick would have 30 and 40 reporters and stories and beat writers magically showing up that exact day. Do you take a risk if you're the NFL, an NFL team? For me, it is not fair. It's unacceptable at having your second or third string quarterback breaking NFL news. You don't want that drama and controversy and it takes away from now, whether it be fair or not, your ultimate goal of winning. Now, Jay, help me with this. If we felt like Colin Kaepernick was a guy who could take you to the Super Bowl, would he no doubtedly be on a roster? Yes. If he was undoubtedly, no question, you have him, he's great, he would be on a roster, he'd be playing. But because he fell off a little bit, it was is he worth it? And yeah. and when he... He kind of went 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 away from you know a little bit. What what are you doing here? Is what his girlfriend was tweeting out a picture of of Sam Jackson and, and Leo DiCaprio from uh, Django Unchained, with Leo's a slave owner, and compared it to Ray Lewis having his arm around Steve Bisciotti after the Super Bowl, and and I can see where teams said, you know, I don't know, we want to bring that into yeah, our locker yeah. room. You know, that's a little bit. I don't know, we want to. The other stuff is great, but I don't know that we want to bring that in. But the fact that that guys like you know Kaepernick, and you want us because Tebow was really the first guy because because I remember asking the same kind of questions about Tebow I asked about Kaepernick, which was you know why can't he continue to get better? Why is mm. why, why are teams just saying no? Why is John the guy led the team to a big playoff win? Yep. Why can't you say okay yeah. a third year in the NFL offense he's breaking through he's doing that because they didn't whatever it was they didn't like the celebrity the same thing with the Jets why couldn't he beat out Mark Sanchez who stunk out loud was because that story <laughs> was too big but here you know as, as you you alluded to you make a great point that you know with domestic violence you still get back in the league you know yeah. you, you can still find your way back in the league it just needs to be a little bit uh, and 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 this is I I can't believe the NFL still you know has this happen is that they get these big human stories. I mean, th- this is mm. not football. This is this is a human story. Yeah. And they biff it. And I you know, it's 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 really shocking because I, you want to say, okay, the powers that be, you know, a commissioner in the NFL, you know, how much, you know, do they deal with personal human stuff on a daily basis? They've been about business, business, business their whole life. But this is something that's easy. You know, it's easy to come to this and say, okay, here we go. And now you let the now the Browns sign him while he's on the exempt list. And now the pressure is on the NFL to clear him and to make a decision yep. to put him back in the NFL. How explosive do you take that Kareem Hunt video? And I, I hate to relive this, but I, I believe you have to because now if we're going to differentiate Ray Rice from Kareem Hunt, from Colin Kaepernick, to why guys should or shouldn't be playing, how explosive do you see that? You were able to watch that film, right? Mm-hmm. Where would you grade that? It was it was really disturbing. Mm-hmm. It was. I mean, I knew what was coming before yeah, I yeah, saw yeah, it. Yeah. And having seen the Ray Rice video, I mean, mm. I think that's still the one that that sticks in your yeah, mind because yeah, yeah, it was yeah, yeah, yeah. the first time you had seen something like that, and it was a big, it was a mm. big punch, and she went down, and you yeah. see this, and this is more of a a fight comes out, and I could see, 
and I disagree with it, but I could see where teams who are interested in Kareem Hunt were going to say, ah, he didn't really hit her. Yeah, 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 ah, yeah, yeah, he yeah. kind of just he kind of kicked her a little bit and pushed a little bit. And it's like, wow, you're really reaching to try to find a way to mm. to realize that that he would be back in the NFL. And I look at John Dorsey, the GM, who said yesterday that look, we we did extensive research. We talked to all his teammates. We talked to people he put. We did extensive research on Kareem Hunt. Did you call the victim or any of the people involved? No, he didn't do that. Mm. So basically, you were just looking to call people to tell you, yes, 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 he's a great guy, sign him. So it makes it look like we did due diligence when you really didn't. You could call, you call everybody in the world that was great that's going to say, yeah, he was cool, but you call people involved in this, you don't do that? I mean, really? I mean, that's like, that's like, you know, it, it, when someone is accused of a crime, you know, they don't go back and go, well, here's all these, you know, all the character witnesses, right? They say, here's a character <laughs> witness. This guy's character witness. He said he was a great guy. Oh, well, because this guy said he was a great guy. A great well, guy. Then, then this is okay. I mean, really, that's kind of where you're at if you're the Browns. You're saying, oh, we did our due diligence. We talked to all his friends and teammates. He's not a problem as a teammate. Okay. I get part of being accepted in the locker room is a big deal, but this is where, okay, let's call the woman and find out what happened. Let's call people who are involved in this, yeah. and the Browns didn't do it. I mean, that, that's just that's just we're looking for a way to make it okay to bring this guy back in the league. I think if I was a, a guy in that locker room, um, and even as a former athlete watching that, um, it's a situation that any of us could have been in. Um, I, I want to say I understand and know – no tolerance for that, but you know the girl was very aggressive. By no means am I saying what he did was okay. Um, they're out. You're young. He's he's arrogant. He's a hot headed young guy, and he got involved way too intimately into the situation. You mean where he, you mean a situation where that could happen, like with people partying and not you're knowing? Partying, okay, you're in a hotel. The girl's screaming obscenities at you. Even though, listen, fellas at home, there's nothing that a woman can say to you where you should put your hands on. I don't care if she talk about your mama, she talking about your kids. Walk away. Walk away. And we're giving talks all the time. We're giving talks and lectures all the time on how not to fall into those situations as athletes. It's a very common thing. And he made a mistake that a lot of us could have made. You know, temper your emotions, your pride. To me, it was like a pride thing. Like, you put your foot on a woman while she's down, and you kind of shove her over with your foot. It wasn't a, mm-hmm. a violent thing, but to me, unacceptable uh, too much, and it cost him his job. Um, ultimately, these are two different situations, and I don't believe that Kareem Hunt's going to be large enough of a story that it takes it out. But the fear is, Jay, and correct me if I'm wrong, the next guy or the next player – may look at that or situation and say, oh, well, what's the difference between his domestic violence and mine? And that's where we have the fear. That's where we draw the line because we had heard the zero tolerance policy. And, well, who else do you let in? Do you do we numb ourselves to the next situation that happens, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that, and, that's, and that's the situation of, okay, here's what happened. He got six games, whatever it is, he's back in the league, and he's going to make more money sooner. Because he's be up on his rookie contract, so he'll make more money now. So it's almost like, oh, this happened and it was a bad. But but look at what happened to him. I yeah. mean, really, there's that danger in just when when you don't treat situations the right day, the right way, and you have that bad track record, which the NFL does, that you get desensitized to it. And yeah. it's like, well, this happened now. What's this going to be? Like you even saw it with Kareem Hunt. Well, it wasn't Ray Rice. Well, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah. It wasn't Ray Rice. It doesn't matter what it was. It's not like, oh, well, this is it. But I but I, like I said, I could see 
team saying that and mm. saying, okay, this is this is not that, so we can wait and sign it. That's we'll have more on this story. Uh Twitter at how about a fresca, Ryan at the Ryan Hollins, Jason Smith, Ryan Hollins, in for Dan Patrick. Discover Card believes anniversary should be a time of celebration, not obligation. That's why they think annual fees are ridiculous. And now, just for giving them a try, Discover will give new card members a one year anniversary gift they'll never forget. At the end of your first year, they'll match all the cash back you've earned dollar for dollar. That's right, dollar for dollar. No caps and no catches. Try it and believe it at discover.com slash match. That's discover.com slash match. Only for new card members. Limitations. They do apply. Coming up next, a huge night in the NBA. Harden, Westbrook, the Knicks tanking. It's like an art form. Jason Smith, Ryan Hollins. This is Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities 
and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio, the Dan Patrick Show. In for Dan today, Jason Smith and Ryan Hollins, who looks like he's ready to go to practice. You got your Clippers shirt on, you got your Clippers pants, you got your blue and, and black uh, sneakers, like like you're like you're ready to go and you get like you're gonna play tonight. I'm ready for you. Are you ready? ready? I'm ready. Yeah. Should I come in in my like like my Knicks gear? No, no, no. Shall <laughs> I? No, no, no. Let me let me clarify. Cause I gotta watch out for you. And you're you're looking at me like what's he what's he talking about? We might play this this uh this free game. It's a uh, not oh, the free game, but what's it called? The cheap out. Uh, we well, might cheap, cheap out. Game? out. I oh, never know. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. is okay. cheap out time? All right, all right, okay. All so, right. I got a feeling. I gotta, see, but you can't see. You can't dress. And, and this is a game Ryan and I play, where we we decide <laughs> who's wearing the cheapest outfit. Like what outfit costs the least amount of money. And it's cheating if you wear Clipper stuff because the stuff you got when you played, it's like you know they didn't say here. Oh yeah, here's your uh, Nike clip. That'll be uh, twenty nine ninety five, Ryan. You're gonna hand that. So to we're me. bringing rule. You're you're gonna you're gonna. The thing is, you just have to dress like you dress. You can't dress going. All right, I got to find all the free stuff I got and 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 put it on. You can't do it that way. That's that's cheating. But I mean, but who's but who made rules when you described the game? It didn't say you can. You know, you can know that I'm coming, and then <laughs> you know. Alter the way okay. you you know. Did you or did you not dress today because you knew we'd bring up the cheap out game at some point? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Because what shirt are you wearing? Oh, you're wearing another Clippers shirt. The Clippers shirt you're wearing. You got two shirts on, and they're both Clippers shirts. Oh, you're I mean, gonna, you're gonna completely win. To, unless did you get those sneakers? If you didn't get those sneakers from the Clippers, I got a shot. They didn't come from the Clippers, but <laughs> but. We're ready for you. They get, We're ready for you, Mr. Smith. They, they fell off of somebody's truck and into your bag. Is that what it was? I'm just saying, man. This, You know, the, the game is getting it's a little ugly right. for you today. All right. It's all right. It's all right. Hey, speaking of ugly, that's, that's what we call a segue in the radio business. Hey, guess what happened to the Knicks last night? Dennis Smith dribbled into the left corner. He launched a contested three. That was no good. And the Cavaliers hang on and win it by the final of 107-104. Cavs Radio Network on the call. The Knicks lose their 87th consecutive game. All right, it's 17 games, but it you know feels like 87. Oh, my uh, gosh. Seriously, they may not win again the rest of the season, but this is what I, I, I take away from the season. 
number one, and this is a real. This is, we'll get to Harden and Westbrook coming up in a couple seconds, but the way the Knicks are tanking this year, this takes tanking to an art form. This is not just we're going to play a bunch of young guys and hey, you know, we'll see what happens. Because when even when you just play a bunch of young guys, you win games by accident. You know, you win a couple of games. Hey, so and so didn't show up tonight. A couple of guys have big nights. Dennis Smith Jr. has a big night. You win. But this is 17 in a row where the Knicks clearly get to every fourth quarter and they're down, they're losing, and they don't find a way. But just the way the Knicks are doing it, where guys will find themselves in the starting lineup for three games and then they're out of the rotation for three games. Because David Fisdale is saying, you know, I'm still trying to get a lot of guys in and trying to figure out what to do. And, you know, we got a lot of spots here. This year's about figuring out our talent. It's like, so, but guys go from, I'm starting for three games to, now I'm not in the, in the lineup for three games. I mean, no team has done that. If you take a guy who are starting, uh, you know, guy would have 25 points for the last couple of games. Yeah, he's going to sit, and he's not going to play. He's going to come off the bench now, and the Knicks are like, no, no player knows when they're going to play, when they're going to stay ready. And it, just the way it goes with all these guys, they go from, I'm starting, I'm not playing. I'm starting, I'm not playing. This is tank. This is an art form of tanking. You said we've never seen it before? <laughs> like this? You know I lived it. <laughs> like that. Like this? Where I you like would that. start and you would come out of games? I lived, I lived it. I okay. lived it in Cleveland. Okay. And hopefully they they re-break our record because Philadelphia broke our record for consecutive losses in the NBA. Post-LeBron, the year after LeBron leaves. Oh, the Knicks will break your record. Don't worry about oh, that. Oh, we need it. Oh, we, oh hey, we <laughs> they need will it. shatter that I record. I don't want to be first, second, or third in the record books <laughs> when it comes to consecutive losses. But it was the same situation. You had guys coming out the D League at the time, now the G League, that would start. You had guys uh, that would pop in, pop out. I mean, it was the same thing. Where guys we, would start for like three or four games and then just find themselves inactive, DNPCDs. Yeah, and our whole notion was, hey, you know, we're, we're playing hard. We play really hard, and we would – and then what you do in the NBA to really enforce tanking is you practice. <laughs> You're going to be like, what? You pra- Yeah. Because okay. during an NBA season, if I run your legs out the game before, how are you going to make it through an NBA season? How are you going to make it to the game? When I've already run your legs out and fatigued you the day before in practice because, oh, we're practicing. We need it. We're practicing. Mm-hmm. We need it. <laughs> and then when you get to the game, you have no legs. It's not like, hey, man. Save it for the game. Yeah, no, we don't want to win that. We don't want to win that. That's how you lose in the fourth so, quarter. So you would practice at, well because that's what happens to the Knicks every time in the fourth quarter. So that's you guys would practice extra, or would you schedule extra practices or practice just, when you shouldn't? Just the fact that we were practicing at a certain point in the NBA season, a team really shouldn't practice. You maybe you know something light. There's walkthroughs. I mean, right now it's probably impossible to find practice time, but it wears on your legs because there's so many games. And then if you blow it out in practice, then you come right back the next day. Not to mention we didn't have the talent. So before we jump yeah, ahead. No, I'm say, it's not like yeah. you guys had great, you know, yeah, but phenomenal. You, you made the point, though, that said you can fall into a number of wins. Well, at this point of the year, you can fall into a number of losses, and especially if you don't know who's in the lineup, you're running your young guys. Oh, they're young. We can practice them. We can run them. They're young. That's what happens. So it's by this time in the season when teams are dialing back a bit on practice. You guys were practicing all the way through. Oh, we blew it out. Full practices. Oh, we blew it out. We would. Oh, bro, were you doing suicides we would, like on the on the court too and everything? 
You see, you're laughing. You got to smile. I don't. I'm not smiling because I, I, I haven't. I haven't done a suicide since I was like 15. So oh I'm good. I'm good. God. I haven't done those. Are, those are football. So no, they we were would, awful. We would run. We would run at the end of practice, like mid year, and that is what I learned. You know, that's unheard of. You don't do that. You don't do that. So there are ways that you you tank that thing up. Wow, I like that you guys are practicing all the way through. We got to get better because that's that's a great point that no one's going to rip you for practicing. Well, the idea was you're also you're young, but it sounds weird like for practice. No, and it's a difference between you have a day off or we do something light, and then guys, hey, if you need some work, get some shots up. You know, get your work in. Versus we're really getting it in and like going through full practice, full warm up. Now, was it quite training camp? No, we didn't get that ridiculous, but. Teams don't practice come that time of year. Wow, I like I, I dig that inside story right here. Yeah, yeah. So more practice means this is it's easier to tank with more practice. Mm-hmm. I like yeah, that. Not, not as well. You got to mix in the different lineups and and putting. But if I take your legs out Whew. and you're going, man, we got a game tomorrow. Like, cause you got to think about an NBA schedule. The Knicks must be practicing like twenty hours a day. Then must be his name. They must be having these marathon practices. If you got take that for data. If you got four games in a week or whatever, and your body literally never rests, or you don't get a day off, or you you have a you know a two hour practice, then you it's like that old school idea to NBA. It doesn't it does not work anymore because you're playing against a guy with fresh legs. He's fresh off a massage or a stretch or you know just a shooting routine, and he had ample rest. In time to recover for the games, and you don't. How do you compete with that? You don't. Wow, you are blowing the lid off a of tanking right here. I mean, this is a, this is a big deal. Now, now everybody's going to go. Oh, so you practice today? <laughs> yeah, huh. <laughs> big long practice. Yeah, hour and a half. What'd you do? Everything went up down the court. Oh, we scrimmaged. Uh huh. All right, let me write that down a little bit. Dan Patrick Show, Jason Smith, Ryan Hollins. In for DP here on Fox Sports Radio. So while the Knicks were tanking, James Harden was busy last night doing this. Harden on Finney Smith for three. Got it! The streak continues! 31 points for James Harden. That's 30 straight games now with 30 or more. Rockets Radio Network on the call. Took him a while. Got there with a big jumper late to get to 31, but make it 30 straight games in a row for James Harden with 30 points, breaking the record held by Will Chamberlain. The same night, Russell Westbrook with his 10th straight triple-double last night in Oklahoma City's win uh, gives him the record for most consecutive triple-doubles again, breaking a record held by Will Chamberlain. Uh, and he had a bad shoulder Harden did tonight, uh, last night. Going to have some treatment. Hopefully he can play in the next game. But I ask you, when the, the, these two things we've seen now with Harden streak, and that's been a little bit more public. It's been going on a longer time. We've got 30 games versus Westbrook, which is, hey, here's a 10-game here's a ten game streak. What's more impressive? You talk about two Wilt records that were broken last night. I mean, not, not the really big one. But, you know, you talk yeah, about yeah, the two yeah. Wilt records yep. that were yep. really broken. Yep. Which one is, has been a bigger accomplishment for you? What Harden is doing, what Westbrook is doing? When you look at Russell Westbrook, it's funny, man. Because a lot of people demean the triple-double. And the fact of the matter is, he's got help now. They're winning. And he's willing to taper his game, change his game. Because he has teammates that he can trust by committee that he can pass the ball, he can share it to. He's always been a willing passer. Does he do some crazy stuff? Yeah. 
but Russ's triple-double is a huge accomplishment. All that being said, <laughs> you look. <laughs> all that being said. Ah. All that being said. Because okay. I, I go ahead. Because you, you're telling me hard, and I'm gonna tell you Westbrook. Go ahead. For a guy, his game, his game, his game, game, to be predicated on a step back three point shot, and to consistently do this on a night to night basis is impossible. Why? The first thing that goes on your three-point shot, Jason, is your legs. And the guy is shooting at a high clip. Granted, he gets to the rim. He gets to the foul line. He's a He has made it an art of being fouled and of playing to the rules of the game of basketball. He is a counterpuncher. But for his game to be predicated, and I'll explain that later, for James Harden, I know what predicated be, means. Uh, no, right. no, 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 oh, counterpuncher. Oh, oh. oh, I know what counterpunch is. No, 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 but how we applied it to James Harden. <laughs> okay, how I know what James Harden it, is. How we applied to it. Well, I, I know we'll the word apply means. Okay, later I know what that for means too. For someone to use their legs on a jump shot, Jay, for, for, consistently and get points, impossible. Normally you go through a cold spell, and he hasn't seen it. All right, he, here's why I go Westbrook over Harden. Because I Harden, what he's done, the main thing for me, Jason Smith, Ryan Hollins, a former UCLA NBA star and, and owner right now of the biggest losing streak, but not for long. No, no, no. We, uh, with, thank you, Philly. <laughs> I'm number two. Number Let's two. Give up three. Well, you're gonna be, you'll, be, you'll be in three after this Please, year with the Knicks. Nick. Is that Harden does make it look easy. When you think about this streak, 30 points, why no one's done this. And when you see it every night, it's like, well, the guy shoots, he's a volume shooter, yeah. right? And he gets to the free throw line. So every night, before you even have to worry about two-point baskets, mm -hmm. he gets to the free throw line, and he's a great free throw shooter. So he goes. He usually hits between 10 and 12 free throws a night. So let's give him 10, 10 points from the free throw line every night. Yeah. And then even on a bad night shooting threes, he'll make at least four. All right, say he's four for 17, which is kind of a normal night for him. Yeah. So that's four. So now you're talking about 12 points. So now you're talking about he is at 22 points before you talk about any two-point shots he has, any layups, anything in the lane, anything on a fast break. Mm -hmm. I mean, and you realize how easy it is because he it's all within the flow of the offense. Mike D'Antoni's not saying, don't take these shots. Yeah, sometimes you go 11 for 30, but, you know, this is all within, so he makes it look easy. But the reason I go with Westbrook over Harden, because this is really tough, this is really tough when I'm thinking, boy, because, you know, Westbrook does the same thing sometimes. He's a volume shooter, but he only has to get to 10 points, is that the assists – as much help as he has, that's completely out of your control. Harden always is in his control because he's mm -hmm. got to make shots. And, and what's the big run? How many shots in a row that are unassisted? You know, because he has the ball, he creates his own shot. So he's got that under his control. But Westbrook trying to set people up for plays, then when he gets, gets go with the ball, it's not in his control anymore. You know, this is somebody else has to make a shot. And now you have Paul George, who's scoring 40 points a game in February and has become a revelation. You know, not just a guy, hey, he's a great addition to stay and we gave him a lot of money. Now it's like, whoa, the guy's playing like an MVP. I mean, yeah, I get that you have that part. But still, when you are trying to dish the ball off, you're out of control of that. Now you have no control over what happens on that play anymore. You know, grabbing the rebounds, I love that he does that because – uh, you know, people want to want to criticize him and go, "Oh, why does he have to go grab the rebound from big?" And it's like, well, okay, so what would you rather have? A big grab the ball, wait, look around, find Westbrook, give it to him. By that time, the defense is back on D. Or would you rather have Westbrook grabbing the ball, turning around, and his eyes are yeah, up court already? Yeah, I'd rather have that. I'd rather have him with the ball going up court where the defense is maybe eight or ten feet further up than they are back, and so that's pressure on the defense. 
But once once he once he passes the ball away, like that's gone from him. Like he can't control it anymore. Jay, how good is the West this year? The West is not quite as good as it was, but it's still really good. Because it, it, something else. No, dude. Because I'll, I'll tell you, look, I think three three of the best teams in in the league, three of the top five, are in the East right now. I like the I like the front four talent wise of the yeah. East. I'm not going to take that away. Okay. But we agree the West is really good. Yeah, I said the like, West is really good. Like you could but it's go, not like every year go, where, wow, look at these. You yeah. could go 10 possible teams that could make the that could make the playoffs. We're probably going 10 deep. Uh, okay. Right, sure. right, right. The it's bottom, the, the bottom of the West or, is better than the – A game or two. Yeah. A game yeah. or two. And you mean to tell me Houston is fifth in the West as thick as it is. Mm-hmm. Harden's going averaging 30. Not just averaging 30, excuse me, on a 30-point streak going on, and that's not impressive. Now, see, if he was 12th or 13th, you know how much respect I'd have for th- Zero. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> Zero, okay? But the fact that they are fifth in the Western Conference shows me it's winning basketball. Now, I got to see what happens come playoff times, but also understand Clint Capella goes out, Chris Paul just got back, Eric Gordon missed time, James Harden is the only person who is still the who is still there. He's been the one consistency. If he doesn't play, if he doesn't average have this 30-point streak, this team isn't in the standings. Now, my level of respect is different. Why do I say that? I've seen guys on bad teams go get their numbers. It's selfish basketball. It's not winning basketball. James Harden is scoring at such a clip that he breaks every basketball rule that we've ever been thought, been taught, and been come to know, especially my time in the NBA playing college, high school, whatever, is that a guy can isolate so well that he either beats his matchup or you double-team him and he kicks the ball off to open shooters and actually beats you. He's, Jay, Jay, he's winning games like this. Well, so is Westbrook. I mean, I'm not saying it's, boy, what Harden's doing. I'm just saying you're trying to – you're trying to split hairs between the two. You know, Westbrook's got, you know, he's got Paul George scoring for him, and that's great. You know, but I would between the two, if you're gonna shoot enough, you know, you're gonna you're gonna get to 30 points. If you're because who else is shooting? That's the one thing. With all these guys out, who else is who else is gonna be AJ, shooting the ball? AJ, it's gonna be hardened. It's impossible. What he's doing is impossible. Well, clearly he's showing us it can it is it is M. We've never seen it. Now, obviously, Westbrook, we've never seen it. It's different. It may not look the prettiest at times, and I ain't knocking it. But what James Harden is doing is utterly impossible. I, I mean, when Kobe, when Kobe didn't have teammates around him, and Kobe went, you, you know, live or die trying, and it was Chris Mim at center and, and Kwame <laughs> Brown and Smush Park in the back, they, they stunk it up. They stunk it up. It was not the same. James Harden has the Rockets sitting fifth in the Western Conference. Well, Russell Westbrook, you know, kind of has the the Thunder sitting up high pretty too. The Thunder are third. I mean, yes, they do have Paul George, and Paul George clearly is a better player than anybody that that James Harden has with him. I, I I'll give you that. But this is still Westbrook's team. This is still Westbrook doing what he's been doing for the past couple of years. And now that he has another All Star player beside him that he's got some kind of chemistry with, I mean, the wins are popping up right now. I I say Harden is where Westbrook was a couple years ago, where it was, Mm. boy, Westbrook is this great highlight, but when it comes to the playoffs, how far are they really going to go? 
You know, and but now he's elevated his game and now he's gotten better help around him where they're able to turn what he does into more victories. And I think Harden is where maybe a little bit past where he was a couple of years ago, where it's okay, Harden's doing this. Is this going to get it done in the playoffs? You know, how far are they going to go in the playoffs playing this kind of basketball? I mean, in the first round, can they win a 4-5 matchup? Yeah, but suddenly if, if you're playing Denver or you're playing Golden State in the first this, you know, 3-8 through eight in the West is fluid every single day. I mean, you could go out in the first round. Well, it, it's funny. I, I don't want to take away from what Russ is doing because that is his team, but by committee, they're deeper, which makes it easier to have wins, Okay. Last year, Steven Adams never had a backup. Jergen Grant was penciled in as a backup center. You bring up Nolan's Noel. You have Dennis Schroeder, who arguably could start for half the, over half the teams in the NBA right now, and now you put him in a perfect position where he comes off the bench as this combo guard who can play with or without Russ. If Russ misses games, they don't miss a beat with Schroeder starting. And then, obviously, Paul George, and a lot of Paul George's success, as you brought out, is due to the chemistry that he built last year with Russell. And then Nerlens Noel is important because Steven Adams never had a sub. He never had a sub. So by their depth, their young guys developing, and obviously the chemistry, what they had last year, they are a better team top to bottom. Now, the Rockets, you still have Chris Paul, Capella's missile games. I get to add for Reed. But there's a, there is a whole lot more question marks there with this team this year versus last year. Not to mention, we, we, let's not forget, this team was 12th and 13th in the West. They had a streak where they were dropping games. Harden goes out with a hamstring. Uh, the Carmelo Anthony saga, whatever was going on over there, <laughs> uh, you, know, you know what I'm saying? So this, like, like he literally took this team. It was like Harden. Coach told you, Tony Harden, I need you to score 30 or more every game. We got to win. It looked like he was looking at Dan Tony and said, I got you, coach. They be go- I mean, like, <laughs> hey, bro, seriously, like, it's it's unheard of. It, it's always like, you know what, you're going to burn. I kept saying, you're going to burn yourself out. This is not, bro, he's doing it. He's doing it, Jay. Twitter at how about a fresca Ryan at the Ryan Hollins. You're ready to shed his warm ups and go play. Oh, in for God. Dan Patrick and the Danettes today. We got more NBA on the way coming up next. Another day, another Lakers tampering story. Watch out. This is Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Fox Sports Radio, the Dan Patrick Show. Jason Smith, Ryan Hollins. In for Dan and the Danettes. My show heard nights here on Fox Sports Radio. Ryan and I in today and tomorrow. For Dan. And uh, another day, we'll get into Kyler Murray coming up in about 10 minutes and the latest on him choosing the National Football League over baseball. But another day, another Magic Johnson tampering story involving the Lakers. I got to say allegedly because it really didn't turn out to be tampering, but it's Magic who was tampered before. So once a tamperer, you kind of get that tag. Back in November, Ben Simmons people contacted the Lakers asking if Simmons would be able to speak with Magic Johnson about his Hall of Fame playing career, getting advice. You know, guys do this all the time. So Rob Palinka, the Lakers GM, contacted the 76ers after getting this email. 
And what happened was the Sixers didn't know about the initial contact from Ben Simmons to the Laker organization. So this is when GM Elton Brand said, oh, you know, all this happening and Magic's calling about talking to our players and all of this. It was a very, very big deal. But what has happened since is that the Sixers have all realized, Elton Brand has realized, oh, so they contacted Magic first, and then Rob Palinka, Lakers GM, contacted, oh, okay, there's no tampering here. It's okay. In fact, he even called Magic Johnson to apologize after this became public. Rob Palinka called me and said, hey, um, you know, we're hearing Ben wants to talk to Hall of Famers, championship-level players, and uh, Magic's on the list. We need authorization for him to meet up. And I said no. After that happened, the story evolved a little bit, and now Brand actually called Magic Johnson to say he was sorry. Now, you Elton, you know Elton. You played with him. I mean, what what, what do you make of this story? Well, I, didn't, I didn't play with Elton, but... You know, I thought you played. He played with everybody. Yeah, I, I darn near played. I, I had to battle. Unfortunately, I had to guard Elden Brand oh, you a guard, couple okay. times. Yeah, right. he's a he's a headache, a, a low man. Um, first off, he's doing a great job in Philadelphia. I talked to him earlier this year, and he's doing a, a bang up job over there. He's committed to winning. The process is over, my friend. Um, but I, I I feel him, and it's and it's funny, Jay. Anytime the Lakers now of late and. I, I really even think to the past are brought up. There's just this stigma through the rest of the league of, oh, we don't want to help them out. No, you can't have our guy. It always seems like, oh, the Lakers are just getting everybody. They get who they want, when they want, and how they want it. And as it's funny, Magic has just kind of had this arrogance, so to speak, of I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to do it. I'm not going to hide it. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. And in some ways, it's really helped him. In other situations, it's hurt. I think of the situation with Paul George. He tampered. He, he, he gave the wink-wink. I'd love to have him, this and that. And then he doesn't get him. Paul George said, I mean, you, you guys didn't commit to me. You didn't trade for me. I'm going to stay for the, with the team that gave up assets for me, even though they knew there was a, a strong chance I wasn't coming. Heck, I didn't want to come. So in those cases, it's hurt magic. But there is a strong element of a guy like Ben Simmons that would want to work out with, with with Magic. There's a strong element of a guy like LeBron James who says, you know what, Magic? You're a strong enough personality. You're a guy who's been there before. I want you to be in front of the things that happen for me. What do I mean by that? Because when LeBron James is the strong enough personality in your organization, he's the big enough personality, he's always going to get the blame for it. See, I look at tampering and think it's completely worth it. Because mm. look, what was you had you had one of the Bucks owners yesterday got fined twenty five grand because he was fined for the whole AD situation when Anthony Davis is a free agent yeah. and Rich Paul let out. Okay, there's a couple other teams besides the Lakers that he'll sign long term with, and he was and he mentioned the Clippers and Milwaukee. Yep. And 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 you know when it got to the Bucks, hey, that's great. You know it's great. He said that's about us. We'd always love to add a guy like Anthony Davis, blaming by any you know gets gets dinged for for tampering. 25 grand. 25 grand. 25 grand yeah. for, for, for an NBA team. That's completely worth it. For Magic Johnson to say something and go, oh, I didn't mean to say, you know, I'd, I'd love Giannis to come out here and play with LeBron, but oops, yeah, oh, $50,000. Ooh, yeah, I'll, I'll have my, my secretary make out a check later on today. Tampering is completely worth it because, yeah, you're paying, it sounds like, oh, you're getting a fine. You're getting fined 25 or 50 grand. 
right? If the NBA yep. really wanted to yep. stop tampering, they would make tampering in the millions, and that would be a really, really tampering, big. They would take draft picks away. Tampering is really just public opinion, right? Sure. Like the biggest problem is how are you talking about my guy in season in front of my face? Because players talk to GMs, talk players talk to players, players talk to other coaches and say, hey, we want you. You would fit well. It happens all the time. You just can't get caught. It's like the one guy that gets caught speeding goes, look at all these other cars are going yes. faster than me. <laughs> yeah, but I, I caught you. Yeah, but all these other guys are doing it. doesn't matter. I caught you. The Dan Patrick Show, oh, Fox Sports God. Radio, Jason Smith, Ryan Hollins, in for Dan. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Ryan at the Ryan Hollins, phone number 877-99 on Fox. We'll have more NBA coming up next hour, but straight ahead, Kyler Murray has made his decision. The Heisman Trophy winner is going for a career in the National Football League. Is he going to stick it out? Is it the right call? We'll debate that and more coming up next. This is the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Farewell, football. With the NFL season over. It's time to focus our energies on the NBA. The Pelicans will not be in this situation again. I better get a big hole in return. The good news is nobody does it better than Dan Patrick. And we'll continue to prove that. From the players. He's Anthony Davis. To the newsbreakers. Adrian Wojnarowski. To the analysts. Bring in Kenny Smith. Don't miss a moment of the Dan Patrick Show, available on the Dan Patrick Show app. Download it right now in the iTunes Store or Google Play. Broadcasting live Live from Los Angeles From the Mercedes Studios in Los Angeles, California This is the Dan Patrick Show Similar to the NBA, we have an all-star break of our own It's almost like spring break Namely, Dan Patrick, he's not here Something's missing But filling in, we have a couple of rising stars of our own Come on, we didn't come to the game to see that Jason Smith and Ryan Hollins I like that. I like the rising stars thing. It makes me think like I'm younger and I'm, ah, oh, you know, hey, the future is still in front of me, you know? And I like the rising stars. You got a bright future ah, ahead. Don't could, say that. If radio had a rising stars game, I'm trying to think who would play it. Like they had a rising uh, stars game, who would be in it? Who would be it for radio? Yeah, like who, who, would, who would be in the rising stars radio game? I got to think. That's that's tough dig, one. You gotta dig deep on that. Like I want to, I want to think I'm a, you know, at least I could be considered for the All Star. You're all the in. Rising You're star. in. You, you know, or, or they say, you know, you could be in the three point contest. You could be in the three point shooting You're contest. Def- You're definitely in that of the skills competition. Oh, that's good. There's or, no question there. All right, I like that because you know when I when I work out because one of the things I like to do is is go to the Y and I go at off times because you know I work I work yeah. out at you know during the day because I work yeah. at night and I'll go and the basketball gym is like empty. So I'll just put the headphones on, and, yeah. I'll, and I'll go up and down the floor, and all I do is take off-balance threes. It's the most awesome <laughs> thing. To chase it down, go back, dribble, take an off-balance oh, three. Oh, it's God. the best. Yeah, I'll shoot like seven for 50, but it's an awesome workout. It's much better than you know doing elliptical work or walking on the treadmill. You, I'm like, this is just more fun. When you make a crazy shot, do you look over your shoder to see if anybody saw that? <laughs> Anybody's watching? 
<laughs> or, or then you get somebody to film the one you hit and then you post it up. Hey, hey, look how good I am. Yeah, I hit ten in a row just like this. It was one. <laughs> it was like it was like one legged off balance, and oh, I made it, and I switched, God. and I turn around, or I or I shoot. And see, that's the one thing I can't do is that the one thing I want to do is shoot and then turn around and go up court before the ball goes in. Yeah. But then I can't tell because I got the well, I got the music up loud and I can't. So if I start running up the court, I can't like turn around real quick and go, did it go in? Oh, I don't know if it went in or not. You just got to ask, ask Steve from the weight room to get you some great footage, man. <laughs> Tell him to come film. Hey. <laughs> Hey, bro, this is for the ground. I want you to set up my camera and then uh, my phone and just, you know, hit hit record. And then uh, every minute or so, you got to just, like, hit the screen so it doesn't go dark. <laughs> and so it just keeps recording. So just stand here and just hit it every minute while oh, I work out gosh. for you. Jason Smith, Ryan Hollins in for Dan and the Danettes today. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Ryan at The Ryan Hollins. Uh, big NFL story to get to that. Uh, look, we have no shortage of big stories coming um, mm. from uh, late last night and today. We'll have more in the Russell Westbrook, James Harden later on this hour. But Kyler Murray has decided to choose the National Football League. Heisman Trophy winner from Oklahoma in a big statement yesterday said he is fully committing to becoming an NFL quarterback. The statement, quote, football has been my love and passion my entire life. I was raised to play quarterback and I very much look forward to dedicating 100% of myself to being the best quarterback possible and winning NFL championships. I started an extensive training program to further prepare myself for upcoming NFL workouts and interviews. I eagerly await the opportunity to continue to prove to NFL decision makers that I am the franchise QB in this draft. Now, before we get to did he make the right call or not with, with football over baseball, this is what absolutely had to do. I love this by him because the one thing that NFL – Teams are going to sit here and say, say, okay, is the guy all in? We know he loves baseball. He already signed a contract. He was drafted in the first round by the A's. He got $5 million in bonus money. He's got to return most of it to the A's, what he's received already. So how in is he? Like, is he scratching the itch going, well, if someone drafts me, I'll play, and realizing he can't do that. He can't give up the illusion that I want to do both. I know, look, when you're 21, 22 years old, and you're so tremendously athletically gifted, and, and you're a leader, and you can do all these things, it's awesome, but you have to make a decision. And I know it sucks, but you got to make a call. And the NFL is not going to draft you and give you a chance mm. and build a team around you if it's something they think you're going to try, and then you can always go back to baseball. They're not going to use a first-round pick on you. They're not going to say, well, we'll do this and we'll, yeah. we'll make them our franchise. So we had to do this and say, I am all in for football. And now if I'm an NFL talent evaluator, I'm like, okay, He's all in. He said it. He's working out. We're going to meet him at the combine. He's going to do all. He's in. Now I'm evaluating him like I'm evaluating any quarterback, any prospect, that this is a guy that wants to come to the NFL, and this is what he wants to do for a living. This is a great move by Kyler Murray. I agree. I, I fully agree. It's funny when you talk about Kyler Murray and what he did in college, he's one of the most explosive players that I have ever ever seen just play the game, period. Ever seen play the game. And he's intriguing in the sense that we watched Lamar Jackson last year and everyone's every, everything told you that speed doesn't matter, athleticism does not matter at the quarterback position. Now, granted, Lamar Jackson is all a six foot four, not the best passer, Kind of makes it up as he goes. They completely <laughs> tailored their offense to fit him, mm -hmm. and it worked out. To me, you weren't going to the playoffs with Flacco, okay? Flacco gave you the best chance to win a big game when it gets to that point, but where they were, that was all Lamar Jackson. And you look at Kyler Murray and you say, this is a midget at quarterback. 
Why is that coming a problem? Because he can't see over an offensive line. Because you have linemen that will come and get in your face, and when he needs to fit the ball into a tight window and get off the football, he will have a strong possibility of struggling. You've seen quarterbacks have that problem. Drew Brees is small. This guy's smaller than Drew Brees, but he has an intriguing athleticism, explosiveness, pop, a speed that just makes up for everything else that makes you look, Jay, and say, if you're a team, why not? And and you got to think about Oklahoma around that spread system. He got outside the pocket. You would move him a lot, and he had success there. But can that work in the NFL? If it was 10, 15 years ago, I would say it would be hard because teams would have to do that. They would have to remake our offense yeah. around them. But now, as you mentioned, with, with Lamar Jackson, they said, okay, we got to make this move. We drafted him this high. He's going to be our quarterback. We made, we we let him do what he can, and then in the offseason now, you're going to see a much different Ravens offense that's going to be tailored right around what he yep. does. Yep. It's going to take an offseason to do that. If Kyler Murray is the real thing, they will. teams have no problem. We're going to tailor our offense around this guy because the NFL has evolved. It's become more the quarterbacks are much more athletic than they were. They don't just drop back in the pocket yep. and throw. You have to have some kind of escapability, and that's whether it's Kyler Murray or whether it's Ben Roethlisberger or Sam Darnold. Guys need to keep plays alive and, and get out on the run, get outside of the pocket and make throws. So they will absolutely do that. And I, I bet you this, he'll be the first quarterback taken. I know Haskins is really good. I watched him play a lot this year at Ohio State. And he's really good. But Murray has that it factor about him. And yeah. there's always a big-time player that, as the draft comes, that rises, that people fall in love with. And sometimes it works out. Like, I, I remember, I still vividly remember Robert Griffin III. Well, how high is he going to go in the draft? And because teams met him, and he was engaging, and he was extremely intelligent, and yeah. he was a guy that blew you away. And I interviewed him a couple of times coming off of Baylor before the NFL. I'm like, I could see why teams fall in love with him. And he rises all the way up to number two. Now, it didn't work out for him talent-wise and for other reasons, but there's always those guys that rise up because teams go, they, they see what he can do and go, this is something. And now he's he's a new prospect because before, was he really being evaluated? No, but now he's really going to be evaluated. Yep. And it's going to be, we got to have Kyler Murray, got to have Kyler Murray. And as much as Haskins would have been the default pick, Murray's going to be the guy that excites fan bases, that sells tickets, and it's going to be, boy, we got to go get Kyler Murray, and teams are going to trade up for him. And I guarantee you, the team that gets him, is going to be the Raiders. You know, wow. He's got perfect wow. Raiders. Raiders. Raiders are going to take wow. him. Wow. Yes. For a cut not, and not huh. just not just from the perspective of the A's want to hold on to him. He's still a Bay Area guy. Yeah. Maybe he can play both at some point which, you know, until the Raiders move it is. But this is a typical and a perfect John Gruden situation. They have the draft picks. They pick early. They have two picks later in the first round as well. They have a lot of assets. They need a quarterback. Clearly Derek Carr is not his guy. And, and as as good as Derek Carr is, I think he's going to benefit from a change of scenery. And because he's, he has that kind of talent level, yeah. it's just not there, and he's not the guy Gruden picked. Gruden wants his entire team. He wants to pick his entire team. Meanwhile, he's never done it very well before, but he wants to do this. He's trying to buy himself time for the team to get to Las Vegas, and then they're going to start winning. Because, look, they're tanking. He's trading people, and things yep. aren't going well. But Kyler Murray's his guy, and I can see Gruden coming out saying this kid is phenomenal, and I want to get him, and he's going to, he needs some time, and he's going to be in my system, and, all, and we're going to take over the league, and it's going to be a perfect Raiders situation. They can take him up high, or they can decide to see where he's evaluated. And go, all right, if we need to move up, we yep. can trade our two first and move up higher in the first round to get him, and wind up getting two studs. Mm. But Kyler Murray, write it down, he's going to the Raiders. See, it's really intriguing. You thought the Raiders because if you break down Kyler Murray. He, the kid's a baseball player. Obviously, we know he got drafted. It means he's got a big arm. 
Can he anticipate throws? Yes. Uh, is he athletic? Yes. Uh, is he clutch? Yes. Does he have the it factor? Yes. You brought up RG3 also earlier. The guy's so fast, he doesn't get touched. He's got that type of Chris Johnson speed, mm. that 4-2, 4-2, low, low 4-3 speed where he's you're not going to get a clean hit on him. And the only box that he doesn't check off, as we talked about earlier, is height. Is height. And you ask, is it enough to where a team can scheme around him to where he won't be effective in the NFL? Is it that big of an issue? Because he's a very, I mean, undersized, he's a small guy. But the zip that he has on his throws, the velocity, the way he can anticipate, and with his speed, I mean, just extend plays. Like, he's a freak of nature, dude. He's an absolute freak of nature. And if you talk about the Raiders, there's a, 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 uh, you see the Rams doing it right now, but there's a recipe for success. And what is that? You draft a quarterback. You don't pay your quarterback a lot of money because he's still on his rookie contract. And then you pay essentially the guys around him, and you can load your team up. So in a short amount of time, you get a guy like Kyler Murray, and if he can play the par, as you brought out, and you threw out the Raiders, which is intriguing, you place talent around him, you immediately turn around your organization. You're immediately in the thick of things, and now you're talking about a super – I mean – this golf's second year, golf's third second, year, yeah, third golf's year, third year, yeah, right, golf's third year, and then a Super Bowl run. But because he's paid so cheaply, you can afford these other guys. And it's intriguing. We brought a Flacco, and as soon as Flacco got paid, you don't have money for all these no. other guys, right? <laughs> the quarterbacks are that's dude. It's starting near sixty percent of your your team yeah. salary cap. Aaron Rodgers, same thing in Green Bay. You know, but you have to pay the quarterbacks, but it leaves you nothing for the other guys. Dan Patrick Show, Jason Smith, Ryan Hollins in for Dan. When it comes to Murray, and I like for the Raiders, what's going to happen is they're going to get closer to the draft. Yep. They're not going to tip their hand. They will trade Derek Carr. They'll trade him to the Giants. They'll trade him to a team. because I, I think that's where what he's going to wind Giants up going. Up? Uh, they don't have to give up much. Maybe a second-round pick. Does he restructure Maybe his second contract? Round pick. Yeah, well, his, his deal is not that crazy for a quarterback now. It's like anytime a guy gets a kind of, oh my God, this is going to reset. Then you realize after two years, it's, oh, well, the money he's making is really not that big a mm-hmm. deal. So mm-hmm. they'll, they'll trend. He'll be a perfect giant. He'll be able to, you know, that strong arm in, in the stadium and they don't want to start over with a rookie quarterback. That, and then and they'll say, okay, thanks, Eli. And that's it. That's, that's really how I see this going. But he'll come in right away and the Raiders will just allow him to do his thing. And yeah. that's what teams will do now opposed to what they would do years ago and that's where a quarterback like Vince Young when he came into the league it was well he can't run as much we got to turn him into a pocket passer and Michael Vick was the same way he can't run that much we got to turn him into a pocket passer and it's like I I get that I understand that because you want to stop the you know especially when guys don't know how to slide and Vick would never slide before and you know RG3 was another guy we got to turn him into a pocket passer because he's very brittle and fragile but you can't do that because that's what makes these guys yeah. so good. You're not going to take Kyler Murray and suddenly, well, no, no, we're going to make sure you don't run and don't don't run as much. And we're going to turn you into a great pocket pass. That's not going to happen. Yeah. That takes away who he is, and that's why you see other quarterbacks who have had to do that. They're not as good. That's why you know Vince Young was the offensive rookie of the year. Yeah. But then what happened when they tried to turn him into a guy that you stay in the pocket more, don't run, not and then him. he wound up being out of the league. So, but now with Kyler Murray, they realize this is what it has to be. Really, Cam Newton 
change things for that because he was such a trailblazer in that he comes into the league and right away it was, well, he likes to run, but we can't do that. We got to have him throw it. No, they let Cam Newton do his thing yeah, and the guy Cam. turned into Superman. I mean, but he's also a bigger quarterback that can take on hits and he's going to, you know, do that well, for he's you. He's filling it now. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> the thing. Well, that's the thing. You have to realize that when you draft a quarterback like this, it's not he's not going to have the long career of like an Aaron Rodgers or a guy like Philip Rivers because yeah. you are going to get hurt more when you get hit, but it's like yep. you need 8 to 10 years of greatness versus what you're going to try to do and and and, and mm. dial him down to 70% of what he is and then that makes him like any other quarterback in the NFL. No, you're you're right, man. And and it's funny you talk about making a guy a pocket passer. Like Kyler can throw the ball. Every quarterback that we just named or you listed off, those guys can't pass like Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray can anticipate throws. Uh, probably decent at reading defenses, but he can sit in the pocket and throw. And he, I mean, he has, bro, he has his zip. On his ball, yeah, his ball, like, yeah, his like, ball comes out like it's like a rocket. Yes, yes, and it's those those baseball players, man, that that play baseball. They play they play football. There's just it's just a different way. John Elway was one of those guys that it, it's just that Russell Wilson, you know, former baseball player. It's something different about those the way that those guys throw, and you don't question him as a quarterback. So I mean, dude, literally everything you check off or you ask, he can do now. Systematically, I think you go speed. You know, you go speed around them. You know, you get that. You know, that that kind of receiving running back that can run and catch, and you get you a pounder to get you something up the gut. But you you go small, and you just you got to run. If you get him, when I say run, I'm I mean you need athletes. You got to be able to get out the pocket. You need some athletic linemen. I don't want necessarily the biggest guy, but a guy who can get out and pull. And I I mean receiver wise, so, I mean. I need guys. I need a bunch of little Tyreek Hills out there. Just run, you know what I'm saying? Just run around. And now you got to track me. It's our speed versus your, you know, your toughness or your size. And now you give Tyler, Kyler Murray a system that fits him. Because I'm not trying to, you know, bang it out with you. Now, obviously, if you need a guy who can go out and get you, you know, three yards on it or or fourth and one or convert, you have a number of running backs like that. But I mean, I'm I'm fast. I'm flying. You catch me if you can. Twitter at how about a fresca? Hollins at the Ryan Hollins. Jason Smith, Ryan Hollins, in for Dan Patrick today. Coming up next, we got more. Where will Kyler Murray actually be drafted? What's his ceiling right now? Kareem Hunt back in the NFL. Will he serve a suspension or not? We got the latest. All coming up next, right here. This is Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio, the Dan Patrick Show, Jason Smith, Ryan Hollins, in for Dan. My show heard nights here on Fox Sports Radio. Ryan Hollins, ready to go in and play for the Clippers, wearing his Clippers sweatshirt. 
Got your Clippers pants, got your Clippers sneakers. You're ready to – I'm expecting, like, you just pull the tearaways and, like, a, a buzzer to go off and you're going in the game. I'm calling a game tomorrow. You got the game tomorrow? Yeah. All right. Well, you got all the home games. Yeah. Well, right? I, don't, I don't call all of them. But, no, no, good opportunity, man. Really cool experience. Anytime I get to hop in there, man, there's nothing like it. Yeah. Maybe you get to play a little bit. Play a couple minutes. You know? Uh, you're playing the Suns, right? I don't know if it works like oh, that. Oh, no, but it's the Suns. You could play. <laughs> you could play in that game. Oh, I mean, I come on. Play, uh, I yeah. Could, I can play against anybody. You get a triple double. Oh no, no, I'm only 34. You know, 30, these yeah. legs are still good. That, <laughs> that's not the question, brother. That, that ain't the question. Oh, all right. I'm just making sure. You know, like if something happens, you can go from calling the game and just check in. That would be a first. That right. would be a first. All right. The, the Knicks never. They never did that once. They'd be the team I'd expect that to happen. The Knicks. To. Yeah. The Knicks? Like when Isaiah was the coach, he Who would say, right, "I'm coming into play. I'm coming into play now. I've screwed up this team enough. I'm coming into play." Hey man, it's tough for a lot of former players to watch the game, and I, I will say, even when I was coaching my little AU teams and doing my stuff or doing it, it's hard for you not to size guys up or you know, there's just a certain energy on game day, and you always get that energy. And it's like, whoa, 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 I'm not, I'm not playing. I got to think of this thing objectively because, you know, your 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 feelings get it in. You're, you're ready to go. It's go time. Yeah, whoa, 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 I, I got to make sure everybody else is ready, okay? You are coach today. You're, you're calling the game. <laughs> Speaking of energy, joining us now on the hotline, editor-in-chief at fansided.com, longtime NFL insider and friend of all of the shows here at Fox Sports Radio, it's Jason Cole. What's happening, J. Cole? I'm, I'm a very special friend of your show. Yes, but, but that is true. Yes, you, you are. You are pushing, if the Rams had won the Super Bowl, that we could have gotten rings because, you know, Eric Dickerson came on our show and lit up Jeff Fisher oh, and wound up getting fired. Not that you could have gotten rings. You should have gotten rings. Well, we're still going to get uh, rings, right? Even though they lost, they still get a ring, right? Well, yeah. I mean, it's those, that con- it's those consolation rings. They're like the ones that they get out of the Cracker Jack boxes. It's not, it's not something that you're really going to hold on to. Okay. I was at the, I was at, uh, the year that... Denver lost to Seattle. I was there when Elway was giving out the rings to the entire staff, and it was like it was in like a meeting room. It wasn't, it wasn't like at a party. It was it wasn't at the owner's house or anything like that. Where you know there's you know where they have the big event and here we unveil it. It has seventeen thousand diamonds in it. So it was like they had the boxes. They took them out of the big box and. They had, here, this is special. Have a good time, and they're all like, "Look at that!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. I it, did. Uh, it, it wasn't good. I did. I did a couple of shows a long time ago with Mark Collins. Remember DB for the Giants? You know, played for a long yep. time. Won a couple with the Giants. Lost one with the Packers. So we're we're doing show. It was here at Fox. This 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 is like in the early two thousands. And I said, "Dude, you got to bring your Super Bowl rings in one day." He goes, "Oh yeah, yeah, I'll bring them in. No problem." I said, oh, "Okay." So he brings them in. And I'm like, so he's got his, you know, he's got those two wings with the Giants. I said, wow, can I see him? He goes, yeah. And he goes, I go, oh, the Packers won? He goes, yeah, you're not touching this one. You can touch my loser's ring. So he gave me what he called his loser's ring, and I was able to try it on. I said, can I see the Giants one? No, no, you can't see that. You can't. But here, try. You only have the loser's ring. Yeah. You can you try the loser's ring. And seriously, it was not nearly well as taken care of as the other rings, the ones when he won. It was he goes, these are in a box. It's, yeah, it's here. one of those ones that you put on a chain that you wear around. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's not the real like so it's somebody like 
comes by and rips it off your neck and stuff like that, you're like, oh, yeah, that's the cheap one. I'm not really worried about yeah. that one. Uh, I got to go to the police yeah. office. I got to file a report. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so uh, let's start with Kyler Murray. Obviously, the big decision getting to the NFL now and, and, and leaving baseball behind. Everybody is, is trying to figure out where he's going to get drafted, how high he's going to get drafted. What are you hearing as far as where he could go in the first round? Like, I really think it's going to be in the second half of the first round because there's a couple things in play here. Number one, look, he's 5'9", right? I don't think he's going to measure 5'10". I mean, he's a small guy. And so you're taking this huge risk that he's going to be able to make. And I know everybody's going to say, breathe, man. Russell Will, yeah, those guys did. They, neither one of those guys were first-round picks. And so, you know, there's more risk that goes with Kyler Murray. And you also have to construct your team a specific way to survive with a smaller quarterback. Like, you have to have really two good guards and a great center. This is what the Saints have done to keep the quarterback clean so that he, he can keep his sight lines um, as clean as possible. I mean, so there's some technical football stuff that goes with it. And I think that that roster construction, along with the fact that, look, if he doesn't like this and he's not very good at it, he may bolt back to baseball right away. And so you have to get this commitment from him that he's going to be there for at least three years or you're going to have to somehow get your money back or whatever it is. So there's a risk that goes with that, along with the risk of him not being good enough you know, which because of his size. So there's some, I've seen some people say, oh, he could be the number one pick and that could line up with Cliff Kingsbury or he could be a top 10 pick. Yeah. Wow. I mean, like, wow. I mean, maybe, maybe Kingsbury wants to, you know, take a, take a stand on that Hill. Like here, I'm going, I'm coming, I'm coming from the, you know, the college ranks where I didn't win, by the way. And I'm going to immediately come to the pros, and I'm going to spend the number one overall pick on this on this midget quarterback. Um, and that's what I'm going to do. I, should I say little people or midget? Um, I should say little people. Yes, you probably should. Um, yes. should. Yeah, little person. Okay. Um, yeah, and that's the stand I'm going to take. Like, I Wow. Like, I would just say that that is taking a really huge chance with your entire career when you're in your 30s. So I, I'd be really careful about that, you know, going down that trail. Maybe it'll happen. I just doubt it. I think that, you know, there'd be some discretion. Somebody's going to take him in the second half of the first round. What, what are the, what's intrigued, you know, it, any GM or, or personnel or personnel or coach about watching Kyler Murray? Are there any intangibles that you've seen or, or somebody's brought up and just said, Hey man, I, this is going to translate to a Sunday. Is there anything that's just kind of circulating in the air about what he's done and the type of player that he is? Well, I mean, I think the things are tangible. I mean, the kid can wing it. I mean, he can move, right? I mean, like he can run and he's a playmaker and, you watch him throw. I mean, he throws like a much bigger man. Okay, um, so all, all that stuff is really exciting, and the ability to run—you know—the run-pass option stuff that kind of keeps the defense at bay a little bit, combined with wide-open offensive play at the NFL level, which has taken you know stronger foothold. That makes people believe that maybe this thing can work. 
but again, you got you have to have really, truly special qualities to make it at that size. Like, you have to be like Drew Brees, a guy who's capable of playing way up on his toes, and you keep him clean in front of him. Um, and he's got great anticipation, and he worked there a while. I mean, people forget, Drew Brees wasn't an auto, you know, a star early in his career when he was with San Diego. He was okay. And then he got to New Orleans and got with a, with a head coach who's great at designing offense, and all of a sudden it worked together, and he became the superstar player. Um, people forget that Russell Wilson is unique in his ability to scramble and keep his eyes downfield. I mean, Russell Wilson is sort of the modern incarnation uh, of, of Fran Tarkenton, right? And those players are tr- truly unique. There's not a lot of guys who can escape out of the back of the pocket, do things that coaches say don't do, and make it work, right? Well, the hope is that Kyler Murray has some qualities like that, and people see it. But every, you know, when you get down to five nine or five ten, uh, that's a, that's a tough sell in the first round, especially when a guy has this ability to go play another sport. That becomes, you know, dicey for NFL general managers. They want one of the biggest things that's going to happen is not how he works out or even how he measures when he goes to the combine later this month. The biggest thing that's going to happen is behind closed doors when he's in those meeting rooms and GMs look him in the eye and say, are you committed to football? It was one thing for you to put that out on Twitter. I got to see it. I got to hear it from you. And they're going to be trying to read this guy and see, do they really truly trust him that he's committed to this sport? Because if he's not, or if they think that he's not, you don't spend a first round draft pick on that. Fox Sports Radio, the Dan Patrick Show, Jason Smith, Ryan Hollins, in for Dan, Jason Cole, longtime NFL insider, editor-in-chief at fansided.com, our guest. All right, the other big story, obviously, the return of Kareem Hunt to the National Football League. The Browns sign him for one year. He'll be a restricted free agent after this year is over. What's still not known right now is when he's actually going to be cleared to play because he's on the commissioner's exempt list. They are still doing their investigation. Uh, wh- what do you what do you get the sense of what's going to wind up happening as far as uh, what is a suspension or any kind of discipline might be in the end for Kareem Hunt? Well, Adam Schefter talked about 10 to 12 games, and I think that that's probably what you're going to see. In this one, um, which is a classic, you know, the NFL didn't get it right the first time um, when it was not able to investigate this guy well enough and then got embarrassed, right? So every time the NFL gets embarrassed by a situation, the, the punishment is, is really, really harsh because they feel like they have to come down on, on guys and make sort of a PR stand out of it. So I expect that he's going to get 10 to 12 games. I would say he deserves it because he didn't come clean about it, and the video makes it very clear that yeah, it was one thing for him to have a snap reaction the first time when he when he pushed the woman. It's the second thing when he came back later and kicked her, right? And that that's ugly. And then he's got this other incident that that the league is um, investigating as well, where he evidently hit a man at you know at a pool or something like that. so he's got two things that are sitting out there. Uh, so I, I think the, the NFL is going to throw the book at him and make him sit 10 or 12 games. And this is going to be something that the Browns aren't going to have to worry about until late in the season. Uh, I still think it's, it's – I, th- like, I think this is a bad move by John Dorsey. Uh, I like John Dorsey. We're friends. And 
talk a lot. Um, but I would have said this is, and, and I know that John, in his heart of hearts, sort of doesn't care. Like, you know, that's his, been everybody around him who will say he's going to take the best player and he's going to try and make it work. And sometimes it's worked out great. Like Tyreek Hill has been a great player and has kind of turned his life around in, in Kansas City. You haven't heard anything bad about him since he got to the NFL. So that's a good story, at least so far. And maybe Kareem Hunt will turn out the same way. I just have a real problem when you take the guy and you put him back in the city where he's already gotten in trouble twice. Like, you're not changing his environment um, the way that he probably needs to do that. Now, hopefully this all works and the kid straightens out his life and becomes a productive player and, more importantly, a productive citizen. Um, but, you know, like you got a young team on the ascent, you know, ascending with a lot of positive things. Why do you want to bring in a guy uh, when you already have a running back who's going to be nothing but a distraction for you for months? You can follow him on Twitter at JasonCole62. That's at JasonCole62. Jay Cole, as always, my friend. Appreciate it. We'll talk soon. All right. Take care, guys. Thanks. All right. All right. Great stuff there from Jason Cole. Real list, the reality of the situation for both Kyler Murray and for uh, Kareem Hunt. As far as Hunt goes, what, what gets me, Ryan, is this, is that I always knew he was going to get back in the NFL. Mm-hmm. When it happened in November, I said, I remember saying, well, here's he's going to get suspended. He won't play the rest of the year. Then this will die down in the offseason, and someone's going to sign him, and that's just how it's going to go and because that's the way it, it goes. We, and and it's, it's awful, but that's just how it's going to happen. And what really got me, though, was John Dorsey, the GM of the Browns, who, you know, drafted him. You know, he's his guy that he, that he drafted in Kansas City. So now he's bringing him back to Cleveland. And to say, go out of your way a day ago and to say, we talked to a lot of people and they all loved him. We talked to ex-teammates, friends. Oh, yeah, they all vouched for Kareem Hunt. Did they talk to the woman involved? No. Did they talk to people involved in that incident in which he, he pushed her down and kicked her? No, they didn't. And he gave a tone-deaf answer when he was asked about the organization's stance on domestic violence and his answer was you know that we've made our position clear on that and that's something for the for the owners and 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 that's not that's not for me to talk about here like dude give a human statement say of course domestic violence is off at least say that and at least say we're giving this young man a chance to to get a second chance at the nfl but at least say hey we understand i mean because what you did is you just wanted to make it look like we're doing our due diligence. Hey, we talked to people, but you didn't talk to the victim. You didn't. You didn't talk to any domestic violence groups. Anything about what it's like bringing a guy back? Can somebody have this kind have a career again when this has happened? What? No, they didn't talk to any of that. And it, it just it feel like this was just an excuse. I wanted to sign him, and it, I'm going to make it look like we went out and talked to people, even though we talked to teammates and people who vouch for him that knew him before. That were going to say, "Oh yeah, no, no, I don't get that. He's a really good guy." Oh, okay, so because you knew him before, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. Uh, no, I'm sorry. This is kind of a really big deal. I'm sorry you didn't know that about him. That he that he obviously has some kind of. Uh, premeditated violence towards women. I'm sorry you didn't see it, but you can't just say, oh, yeah, I knew him. He was a good guy. Oh, that's great. Oh, yeah, so so everybody else vouched for him, so we're okay with signing him. I mean, that just rang hollow to me. Jay, here's the reality. If he was going to play football again, which we, we never saw that video, and bo- you and I both agreed that it was it, it, this wasn't a, a, a you know his last stint in the NFL. He's the type of talent where if this incident doesn't happen, it doesn't come out, the Kansas City Chiefs are Super Bowl champions. 
There's, there's, there's not a question they beat the Patriots. Not a question they beat the Rams. If Hunt was still on the Kansas City Chiefs, they are Super Bowl champs. We got to take our hat off to Patrick Mahomes and what he did. And that, it's, it's not necessarily about that, about him right now. But what he did, the element that he brought to their run game, the talent of him on a football field is undeniable. And if you are the Browns and you know this guy is going to play again, why not for you? Why not take that risk? Now, obviously, it was a silly thing. Maybe they're, they're all they worried about was, are you going to be silly enough to do this again? Have you learned your lesson? But if you are going to play football again, we want it to be for us. And I don't want to say that it's, it's insensitive, but the Browns are in a situation. They got to win. You think about the chances that they given Josh Gordon time and time and time again. Mm-hmm. They are trying to assemble the best talent possible. And this is unfortunately, it's a norm in the NFL. It's very much a norm. And this guy was going to play football again. Is his talent off the chain? Is it a running back going to be in the front page of your paper every day the same as a quarterback may be? This likely, very well likely, and I want to know how you feel about this, I think it's going to be a forgotten story once he's rolling. But this is a guy who's going to play again. It will be a story until he comes back, and it will be a story the first few weeks after it, and then it will kind of go away. Um, And he will be someone that we don't really talk about. Because that's kind of what's happened when someone is accused of something, Mm -hmm. like domestic violence, or how much do we, and and they come back and play in a sport. The desire that we have to actually talk about them really goes down. Like, how much do we talk about Ben Roethlisberger after what what happened? You know, you got Lake Tahoe, you had Milledgeville, Georgia. How much do we talk about him? No, we don't, because that passion is not there to talk about a guy because he was accused of a couple of really bad things, and you saw there was tangible evidence in, in the cases. Michael Vick the same way. Could we really talk about Michael Vick and how great he was after dogfighting? It's going to be the same thing with Jay, Kareem Hunt. Do you think there's an element where, like, I don't want to say that you haven't heard from the victim, but kind of like, hey, she was aggressive. They were in a bad situation. There are an element of because of her aggression, it's not as strong of a – uh, of a case, you know, be- well because you haven't heard as much, and the the video is not is not quite what the Ray Rice was. Mm-hmm. Because as you said, look, she goes at him and yeah, then yeah, he pushes yeah. her, yeah. but then he comes back and kicks. It's like, okay, come on, man, this yeah, is yeah, this yeah, is yeah. this is not something that that that's anywhere close to being acceptable. Yep. And it, you know, yep. because it went that way, and it hasn't become, and it took a while for the video to come out. I think we're still kind of disseminating exactly what it was. I mean, they released him right away, mm-hmm. and it was so it was like here's a big story, and it was a flash story for a day and a half, two days, and then it was gone because yeah. we were talking about the games and we were moving on, and he was not playing in the NFL. But just the fact that he's a Brown now, they're going to go through the whole off season with stories about him. When is he coming back? And and as Jason Cole said, it's against it's a team that is really looking to make noise. I already have a really good running back in Nick Chubb. They, you, know, they, you know, they already have a guy, and they decide to do this. And now you have a whole season. You're going to go from now through till December until and hearing about Kareem Hunt, and they're going to be sick of it, and they're going to go, oh my God, we signed this guy, and that's what's not going to be worth it because that's what they're going to have to go through. It's going to be the distraction stuff instead of what's on the field. Jason Smith, Ryan Hollins, in for Dan Patrick. We'll have more on Kareem Hunt and Kyler Murray coming up early next hour. But straight ahead, hey, guess who's down to the finalist list for hard knocks? The answers might surprise you. Fox. 
Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Fox Sports Radio, the Dan Patrick Show. Jason Smith, Ryan Hollins, in for Dan and the Danettes today and tomorrow. Thanks to Jason Cole for stopping by talking NFL with us. And we'll get back into the NBA coming up in 10 minutes as we reflect on the night that James Harden and Russell Westbrook and the Knicks uh, had. But Hard Knocks is getting set to come back this season, and already NFL teams are lining up to not want to be a part of it. The Lions have already said they'd rather not do it. Lions head coach Matt Patricia said, I think John Gruden's an excellent choice for that show. I think the Raiders and everything they've got going on right now would be fantastic viewing for everybody to watch. Now, all of the teams that not that are allowed to not say no, um, the, only, the teams that can't say no this year are the Lions, Raiders, Niners, Giants, and Redskins. All right, there's different mitigating circumstances if you were on already, if you made a coaching change in the past season. So there's different circumstances, but teams that can't say no if they're asked are Lions, Raiders, Niners, Giants, and Redskins. And now, for me, I get Matt Patricia wants to not have the Lions on TV. I, I, you I know, get I, that. So they see him come yeah. late and see his players like waiting around yeah. for him going, <laughs> hey, dude, the meeting's at 1030. Where are you? Coach, you're here. Yeah, I see him unshaven. Isn't he even wearing pants in some of these meetings? Are you kidding me? Yeah, he doesn't want hard knocks. I got to be on time? <laughs> I got to be responsible? Oh, here's how I God. put the pencil in my ear. And yeah. Here's when I shave my beard. Here's how oh, I do it. My God. You know, I get he doesn't want to do it. I understand that. Oh, yeah. But of all of these teams, I mean, seriously, don't we have to see the Raiders? I mean, the Giants, they'd be interesting. The 49ers would be interesting. They all have interesting storylines. Obviously, the Lions are the Lions. They're built-in punchlines, obviously. You know, but the Niners, Jimmy Garoppolo coming back, and they find the human interest stories. The Giants would be what they're going to do. Saquon Barkley, the Redskins the same way. Alex Smith is out. Here's a new deal for them. But the Raiders just would bring so much drama. I mean, first of all, you don't even know where they're going to practice. So they might be after might have practice on a freeway, you know, because they might not have any room for anything. I mean, it would be absolutely insane. The Raiders' hard knocks when they don't know where they're going, who their players are going to be. They're an absolute train wreck. Gruden's trading everybody away. I mean, this would be something I, I, I would I would want to see. It's like all the other teams would be in second place, and the Raiders are all the way far at the top. I thought I liked you. Because what? I thought I liked you because of the cheap game. Yeah. But I'm telling you, I love this. <laughs> I love this. Oh, man. Bro. I mean, Gruden had been such a story. He he makes moves, Jay, that you sit back and you're like, yo, what the heck is he? Like, what's going And you know he knows how to talk. He's charismatic. But, like, you're like, Gruden, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, what are you telling Derek? Like, how ugly did last year get? How stand? Like, what is going on? Because listen, all right, if you think Monday Night Football, how do you think about Gruden? Oh, he was good Monday Night you Football. You like him. You yeah, love sure. him. He's a yeah. great. And then you're like, Coach Gruden, what the? Like, are these two different guys? Like, <laughs> you want to see what it has to be. It so has to be the Raiders. And the Raiders have, like, they have such a fan base. I don't know if I, I, I don't want hate as a strong word. I don't like to use hate for but I really dislike Cowboy fans, okay? Okay. They're, they're irritating. They're annoying. But there's a lot of Raider. There's a lot of passion behind the Raider. Like, it's just a no-brainer. I'm so in. I'm so in. I'm so in with you right now. If I was an NBA coach, I'd have traded Ryan Hollins right away. I'd have gotten the first-round pick and shipped them out of town. 
I can't see him because he's too tall, and he's not <laughs> listening to me when I tell him something. You know what? Just take your best. What's the best thing you have in your life? Just find the best pair of shoes, the okay. best shirt, yeah. the best car, and just trade it in. <laughs> Give it up. Khalil Mack, you got to go. Somebody at home, go find the very best thing you have and just tr- the most, whatever the most value. Your, your Super Bowl ring, your whatever, your your mother's watch, your your grandma's chain, whatever. Michael Jordan rookie card. Michael, sure. Trade it in. Trade it in. Get rid of it. <laughs> Khalil Mack, peace. You know, you're like, have you, you know that show on Netflix that's getting all this, it's the, I forget the woman's name who, who like helps you to purge clothes out of your closet. Like if it doesn't bring you joy, yeah. you should get rid of it. Yeah. And whether it's clothes or other things and people, you know, they clean their lives up and that's the whole show. Yeah, it's yeah. like, you notice, and boy, my life is so good because I've gotten rid of all of this stuff. That's kind of like what John Gruden is doing. Oh, you oh, know what? Man. Khalil Mack doesn't bring me joy, so I'm going to get rid of him. You and gotta we're go. going to move on from there. Dude. Yeah, I, I we saw it, we. It, there's no way. There's no way that we don't see him on. There's no way it's not. And you the know Raiders. he'll want to do it. And Gruden's the one oh. guy. Who, oh yeah, I'll do. It. Yeah, come on, oh. I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. Yeah, we'll be on in a second. I want to just see Derek, like the quarterback meeting, like Derek Carr, Gruden, like how that. I just want to see that interaction or or the trade day. Oh, he would have been. He'll no. He'll see. I told you he'll be gone by then. They'll they'll have traded him by oh, the time we get to. And it'll God. be him and Kyler Murray. That's what's going to happen. He's going to wind up going <laughs> to the Raiders. <laughs> Twitter at how about a fresca? Ryan at the Ryan Hollins. Jason Smith, former UCLA NBA star, in for Dan Patrick and the Danettes today. But coming up next, a huge night of nights for Russell Westbrook and James Harden. Which streak is more impressive? Westbrook, Harden. We debate it coming up next. This is Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Farewell, football. With the NFL season over, it's time to focus our energies on the NBA. The Pelicans will not be in this situation again. I better get a big hole in return. The good news is nobody does it better than Dan Patrick. And we'll continue to prove that. From the players. He's Anthony Davis. To the newsbreakers. Adrian Wojnarowski. To the analysts. Bring in Kenny Smith. Don't miss a moment of the Dan Patrick Show, available on the Dan Patrick Show app. Download it right now with the iTunes Store or Google Play. Patrick. Broadcasting live. Live from Los Angeles. From the Mercedes Studios in Los Angeles, California. This is the Dan Patrick Show. Similar to the NBA, we have an all-star break of our own. It's almost like spring break. Namely, Dan Patrick. He's not here. Something's missing. But filling in, we have a couple of rising stars of our own. Come on, we didn't come to the game to see that. Jason Smith and Ryan Hollins. Fox Sports Radio, the Dan Patrick Show, Jason Smith, Ryan Hollins. In for Dan. My show heard nights here on Fox Sports Radio. Check out Ryan on Twitter at the Ryan Hollins, former UCLA and NBA star. Still, I, I give you a lot of credit for coming in and getting up early, coming in today, still feeling the after effects of that horrendous 
UCLA defeat this past weekend. I know that's we, that, I know, we, that's, that we're doing? I know I know that's wearing <laughs> on you, and the fact that you have put that behind you to come oh, in shows you have the mental man. toughness needed in this business. I like that. We that's just, why you're a rising star. We're just waiting for Earl Watson, man. We're just, <laughs> we're just waiting for Earl Watson. UCLA, do the right thing. Do the right thing. He should have come out of college and then just taken over as head coach. Then he'd be in like his you know his twentieth year by now. It, you know, I mean, we we, we joke, but. Earl was literally a coach while playing. He's he's like he's kind of always been that. I mean, no brainer, no brainer. We can we can save that one for another day. But that's a no brainer. No, that's okay. No, because you no, it's not. You were you were waiting for Lavin. You had Lavin. You were you know you were waiting for um, Ben Hallen. You had Ben Hallen. You know you're waiting for Steve Alford. You had Steve Alford. No, no, now you're wait, you're waiting for your next guy. That's all good. But it's it's just a new group of kids. This new batch of kids. They're these millennials, millennials, these these iPhone, these Instagram. Like, if you can't Dude, reach them, bro. You're in your early 30s. You're talking like you're 90 years old. I don't like the iPhones and the iPads and the snap face and instant chats that these kids do nowadays. <laughs> I feel like it. Dude, when I see some of the stuff these dudes do, I feel like it. Oh, I literally. Hey, and they will tune you out, bro. They, hey, they will leave scholarships and money on the line for uh, instant gratification. I mean, gosh. Hey, two words for you at UCLA. LeVar Ball. Just hire him as the head coach. No, he's gone. Just he's hire gone. him. No, hey. bring him in. Come on, bring no. him in. It would be uh, He's already coaching the team via surrogate. I know he gives the plays in on on a on a you know some oh. kind of uh, oh no no piece. we we have sure we does. have severed all ties. Uh, they're, 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 did, you know, he did UCLA a favor because they they're, they're probably wondering how can we. Uh, decommit these guys or not? A, no, no, no. He did UCLA a favor. You know, that's, I, I remember wondering, like, it was a year ago going, how I feel so bad for Steve Alford because he's got to deal with, you know, two more Ball brothers coming in. It's going to be LeVar Ball time. And now it's a year and a half later. It's UCLA doesn't have either of the balls, and, and they don't have Steve Alford either. It's like, it's everything just changed. Everything just, UCLA just changed doesn't have balls? Uh, the the Ball brothers, the Ball brothers. <laughs> you gotta watch you. They man. don't have. No, you gotta watch no, you. You gotta stop putting your mind in the gutter. You know what I'm talking about here. You're just looking for a way because I mentioned UCLA, who's not playing nearly <laughs> as well as Syracuse. I'm just saying. It's, uh, what, it's what you're doing. Listen, it's not hard for UCLA to be back. Okay, you gotta yeah, sure. you gotta mess UCLA up. If they take care of business, right. UCLA is gonna be all right. <laughs> Twitter at how about a fresca Ryan at the Ryan Hollins Jason Smith Ryan Hollins in for Dan. But Ooh, speaking PG of PG had forty seven last night, like MVP candidate with now. a triple double. Yeah, dang, I missed that. You mi- <laughs> I missed that PG. I didn't know forty seven with a triple double on the Blake. Golly, he's scoring forty a game in February. Yeah, he's on some. He's on some. I mean, I know Paul. That's like a little brother of mine since he was you know just young new guy in the league like. Everything he does, he's a natural jump shooter. Like, he wants the jump shot. Like, the physicality, the finishing at the rim. He's always been athletic, but, like, that's new. But, like, that he's, he's playing how he plays. He wants deep threes. Like, he has kind of, like, that unlimited type of range. Like, that's him. Mm-hmm. Remember when the Lakers wouldn't trade Brandon Ingram for him? Those were the days, huh? <laughs> when they could have had, had him? I had an argument. I'll never I mean, I like me and Max Kellerman had it out over that, and I said you have to make the move because you hope Brandon Ingram turns into him, and guess what? He's like, well, you're going to get him for free. No, you're not getting him for free because he going to go somewhere else, and he did. 
Russell Westbrook had like 11 parties last summer, invited Paul George to one, made him the guest of honor. It's, well, I'm going to stay now. Give me $140 million. This is really cool. I really, I don't think he got invited to another party. I mean, it was just that one. Hey, oh, hey, we'll have you here. Hey, this is great. Things are awesome hey, come now. come on, man. Cigars and knives. I mean, it's not my style, but hey, it looked fun. Oh, that's not how you got recruited? Uh, didn't recruit you like that? No. That big party or something? No? Oh, okay. No, no stogies. Okay, no? No right. Nas. Well, that's good. It's okay. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. You, they didn't do okay. stuff like that for me, man. It's kind of like, hey, show up. He's happy to be here. <laughs> He's happy to be here, all right? I'll take it. UCLA, sign me up, baby. <laughs> all right, so speaking of the Thunder, we watched last night Russell Westbrook break the record he held with Wilt Chamberlain by recording his 10th straight triple-double. He needed five assists in the final few minutes, and he got it in Oklahoma City's win. Not to be outdone, make it 30 games in a row for James Harden. Harden on Finney Smith for three. Got it! The streak continues! 31 points for James Harden. That's 30 straight games now with 30 or more. Rockets Radio Network on the call. So Harden now 30 games in a row with 30 or more points. Again, now breaking the record that Wilt Chamberlain held. So Wilt had two of his records broken last night, but he still has the really big one. You know, the you know he still has the off-the-court one that people, you know, aspire to. But these ones that are on the court now, which one is more difficult? What, what, you're, what we've seen. We've spent more attention on Harden because it's been 30 games compared to 10 for Russell Westbrook. And let's face it, the Rockets are on national TV a lot, and he's, he's a scorer, he's a, he's a sexier player. But now this is triple-doubles 10 games in a row for Russell Westbrook. What, what's more impressive, what James Harden's doing, what Russell Westbrook is doing? James Harden. And, I, you know, normally I'd, I'd get wild with you and tell you it's not even close, but you can't tell me that a man averaging a triple-double and breaking anything that Wilt Chamberlain's done is not impressive. That would be wild. That yeah. would be wild. We'd be getting be. wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'd be getting <laughs> wild right now. You're right about that. And, and the fact that, you know, you don't hear uh, – Russell Westbrook's name for MVP this year, a guy averaging a triple, is just wild to me. That just he's just really dismissed. That's amazing. That's amazing. I don't care if he got it already. I don't care if you don't like what he's doing. The guy's an MVP candidate. Okay, but you're hearing Paul George, and that's now the you thing. Hear is Paul you're George. Hearing Paul George. Now, I like it, which is because what, I like what it. Russell Westbrook has helped him become. All that said and done, what James Harden is doing is literally impossible, bro. You don't see guys that knockdown step-back three-pointers at such a high clip at some point, and I know, Jason, you're going to say he, he has a 4 for 17 night, a 4 for 18 night. Those should be 0 for 18, <laughs> 0 for 17, 0 for 30 from the three because when you have to play that many minutes, what happens is your legs go. And on a three-point shot, your legs are so important because a slight dip or lean or – or off balance and uh, knocking your balance makes you not be able to shoot the three ball. That inch, that in, we're talking about a 27-foot contested three-point shot, and if you're off by an inch, you miss the shot. And this guy is doing this night after night after night. So what James Harden is doing, and not to mention he's winning. Hey, hey, yeah. hey, he's winning. Yeah, James, I, I don't know. you got to really explain to me how you won't see – Harden is being more impressive with what he's doing. All right, here's here's why I go with Russell Westbrook. Because first of all, I, the one thing that impresses me the most about Harden is that 
getting to 30 points, you think about 30 points and mm-hmm. any kind of streak. You think, oh, my God, it's so tough. How do you get to 30? And Harden makes it look easy to get to 30. That's the genius of what he's doing. Uh-huh. And you realize what's built into his game because he's a great free throw shooter. And you yeah, know that, yeah. look, he can just walk onto the court and signal he's on and the ref will give him two shots. Mm-hmm. So he gets the free throw line between the 12 and 14 times a game. He'll make 10 of those because he's that good a free throw yeah, shooter. Yeah, yeah. So you give him 10 points from the free throw line. Then you talk about his threes. And every night, a bad night. He takes at least 15 threes a night now. A bad night, even four for 17, right? Mm-hmm. You're talking about that's another 12 points. So yeah. before any two-point shots, any two-point shots, or even a little bit better night from three, he's already at 22, right, because he's going to have that. And then you yeah. need you just need that's four drives or fast-break layups that Harden gets over the course of the game, and you think, God, I can't believe he gets to 30. Well, that's because the way what they do in that offense is it's built in for him to take that many shots. Look, they have games where they take twice as many threes as they take twos. It's just the way it works. And he does this all within the flow of the offense. So that's why anybody who wants to say, oh, well, all James Harden does is a volume guy. No, no, it's it's more than that because that's what this team wants him to do when they're winning. But still, when you take that number of shots, chances are you get to 30. I'll go for Westbrook just for the simple reason. Because, yeah, should he get to 10 points every game yet? You're talking about triple doubles, 10, 10, and 10. Rebounds, of course he gets them. And I'm not one of those people that are anti his rebounds because what would you rather have? A big pull down a rebound, take a second, swing his elbows out, look, spot Westbrook, give him the ball, they dribble up the floor. Or would you rather have Westbrook swoop in, grab the rebound, and he's turning, he's headed up court before the the, the other team can get back? I'd much rather have the ball in Westbrook's hands where he can do that. But the thing is about the assists, and like last night, he needed five assists in the last few minutes. And the thing is, when you pass the ball, you give up control. Uh, You know, Harden scoring 30 points is on him, step back three here, what do I want to do, get to the free throw line, kick my legs out, whatever. I'm in control of that. You pass the ball away, and it's great that he's got Paul George playing such a high level, but you, you give up control. You have no more control over getting that basket. Now, granted, for assists, you're supposed to lead to a basket, like, you know, by intents and purposes you're supposed to make that shot but you don't know and you know guys miss and that's that's to me the most impressive part is that he's able to get guys the ball enough where they're turning these into baskets because that completely becomes out of your control you pass the ball and you have no more control over the play whereas rebounds and and shooting you have all kinds of control over it and Harden's got control but Westbrook gives that up when you when you pass the ball so that's why I'm going Westbrook when you pass the ball and I, I don't want to demean from it, but you have trust in your teammates, and he's got a decent team. But you got to understand, my man, when you watch James Harden, this is something that Kobe Bryant didn't do. This is something Allen Iverson didn't achieve. This is something Michael Jordan didn't even do. The way that he scores and the shots that he takes are horrible shots, <laughs> and they win, and he makes them. Now, Jason, no, seriously, if we're coaching a team mm-hmm. and you say, you know what, if there's a shot, we got to give up. Because the NBA guys are so good, you got you to gotta give up something. You got to give up something. Guys are too good. I'm going to force you into a step back, contested three-point shot. You say, man, great defense. You would say, guys, you did your job defensively. But guess what? This man beats you. He beats you time and time again because he's that good. Every scouting report I've ever read, that is amazing. You know what we love? We love contested two-pointers, right? In NBA, we love to force a guy into a contested two. Statistically, it is the best uh, possession you can get because a guy won't beat you shooting contested twos. James Harden this year beats you shooting contested threes, and he's fifth in the Western Conference. 
the best conference out of the East or West, the strength is not even close. Now, we can argue for the top four, and I'm not going to knock that from the East right now, but the Western Conference, one through ten, it's a problem. Yeah, you it's get, you get down to the five and six of the West versus five through ten in the East. Not versus even close. Five. That's not, not close. even close, but the top, bro. But the top teams, the teams that can win a championship, you have just as many out of the East and just as many out of the West. There's no teams that are unbeatable in the Western. Even the Warriors aren't unbeatable this year. If you put the hey, – if uh, well, i just give you some context. I don't know how, how deep you want to get into it. But if you put the, the Rockets in the Eastern Conference – I, I mean, it'd be it'd be a show. It's well, like it'd putting be LeBron back in the Eastern yeah, Conference. Ex- it, yeah, exactly. And LeBron is in the eighth spot right now. Excuse yeah. me, ninth spot. Who knows? Ninth or tenth? You know, he's technically probably not even in the playoffs right now. But regardless, with James Harden, it, it's it's bro. I'm I'm telling you from a uh, a guy who's been in the locker room, had to scout him, had to play against James, had to play against. I mean, the best of the best. I mean, I, I I've been privileged to play with some Hall of Famers, man. Dirk Nowitzki. Uh, Baron Davis, uh, Jason Kidd, Chris Paul, Mike Conley, John Wall. Really, I mean, there's a number of guys, man. And what Harden is doing, there's nothing we've ever seen like it. Well, same thing with Westbrook. I mean, and they're winning more than the Rockets. I mean, granted, yes, he has Paul George, who is better than anybody that James Harden has on the Rockets. But you see, we haven't seen this level of triple double. You're talking about Oscar Robertson. You're True. going back for something like this that people go, "Oh, Oscar Robertson, he was great." But but people don't. I mean, the guy played so long ago. I give you this though. I give you this. Can we name other guys that can potentially do what Russell what Russell Westbrook's doing? Oh, the Knicks have like three or four. <laughs> <laughs> no, but a serious note. Yeah. Will we argue that LeBron James in a situation if if his mindset was there, could do that. Could break the triple-double yeah. record. Yeah. He could. could also score 30 a game like Harden does. He okay. could also go 30 a game yeah, if he yeah, wants he's to. He's special. He's, that makes him a bad man. Uh, there may be a couple other guys we could argue that could – Damian Lillard, if he had more maybe a passing mindset, yeah. although I think the rebounds would be a problem for him, could go out and do that. And there's, a, there's, a, there's a couple of big guards in our game, Donovan Mitchell per se, could we could argue potentially that Donovan mm-hmm. could grow into that type of player? You got to really rack your brain when you look at James Harden and say, "Could we find a guy that can hit the shots that he hits and have a streak of thirty? Because you say at one point he'd get tired, right? He'd yeah. get tired. It just wouldn't make sense. And then could he do it by himself? That's what. You, that's see. This doesn't puzzle you the same way if Chris Paul was healthy the whole time, if Trevor Ariza was still there, if Clint Capella didn't go down with an injury finally, right? I don't think it would puzzle you the same way. You'd say, oh, they're pretty good. You know, they're scoring 140 a night. You know, he's getting his 30. They need his 30, bro. They need his 30. Come on, Jay. Come on, Jay. You got to feel me, Jay. Come on. Twitter at how about a fresco? Ryan at the Ryan Hollins. Jason Smith. Ryan in for Dan Patrick. We got more NBA on the way. A tanking Taken it to an art form level. Plus, Kyler Murray chooses the NFL. Was it the right call? And what team is going to wind up taking him in the draft? We'll tell you. That's coming up next. This is Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. 
I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. 
And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio, The Dan Patrick Show, Jason Smith, Ryan Hollins, former USA NBA star, in for Dan today. And before we get to the big story, Kyler Murray headed to the NFL. All right, we, we got to do the cheap out game. All right, this, you, you and I like to do this. Whose outfit costs the least amount of money to put together? Now, you cheated a little bit today by, oh. wear, by wearing your Clippers gear in. That you know that well, I know you didn't pay well, for. Where is this rule at? I know. Well, it's just you, you know what it's it's not in the spirit of the game. It's not in the spirit of the game to wear clothes that you know you got for free. But you're just making up rules. You can't make up rules. No, I'm just saying what you should do to make sure that it's a, it's an even playing field. Like I just got dressed this morning just to make sure that okay, I'm not wearing stuff that clashes. Oh, Polo's and, a pretty you know. expensive brand. I see that shirt you're wearing. Yeah, but buddy. here's the thing. Like, but do I get this at the outlet store? Where suddenly the polo T-shirts get so a little how, bit you want to you want to lose you want to go All you right, want to break down first. your outfit right I'll now go, I'll go first I'll go first because because this is going to be tough I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna lose like I'm gonna lose like the Knicks in this one I'm not gonna wear the same clothes three days in a row as far as you know well we would have to do like a weekly tally there <laughs> right <laughs> then add up right. to the week so we tally for today and then we'll tally for tomorrow. all right so. All right. T-shirt, this polo T-shirt, but I got it at the outlets, okay. right? So it was fourteen ninety nine. I like how you know exactly. So, these are forty dollars T-shirts, but you get them at the outlets, like so. So fifteen bucks. These pants are Uniqlo. I got them from Uniqlo, which is Roger Federer does stuff okay. Uniqlo. They were twenty five, so I got fifteen twenty five. So that's forty. 40. Uh, socks. Probably three dollars underwear. Probably five dollars. Three dollars socks. Well, because I, I got them in a, you know, I got, uh, I, I got them in a bunch of, you know, where you get like, mm-hmm. you know, the the okay. gold toe socks. You get like six pair for like eighteen bucks. You know, so okay. you know, normal like that. Um, underwear like probably ten bucks. Let's just say. Oh. You know, so let's. I Solo mean, $10 pack or underwear. three pack? Uh oh, probably three pack. Yeah, I don't buy like individual pairs. Of okay. Underwear. So that's about. So that's ten. That's thirteen. That's fifteen for the T-shirt. So mm. that's twenty-eight. 25, that's 53. And the sneakers, uh, sneakers probably 45. So I'm at about. I like those, by the way. I'm at about 90 bucks. About 90 bucks. Mm. So where are you? So I know I'm going to lose because I'll uh. take, I mean, that's 90 more than what you're, unless you're sneakers. Unless you're sneakers, you, you know, because you're wearing, you have a Clippers shirt on that you're wearing a Clippers shirt underneath it that I know was given to you by the Clippers when you played there. <laughs> you're wearing Clippers pants because you're dressed like you're going into the game. So I know those were given to you. You got NBA socks. You're actually wearing NBA socks <laughs> that I know you were given. All right? Let's go. Your underwear is probably probably wearing Clippers underwear, but I don't know if they get, they give you underwear in the NBA. You got to buy your yeah, own. Yeah, we get those. You got yeah, some yeah. shorts, yeah. Clippers I didn't pay underwear. I not either. No, I'm sure it's So I'm sure it's for you. It comes down to your sneakers. Were these sneakers that were given to you? Or were they? Because if they're expensive, those are at least a hundred bucks, and I could win. Nike endorsement. Oh, so free. Nike endorsement. So free. So free. Um, so well, everything is free. You spent nothing. No, my 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 wedding rings. I'm oh, wearing. Oh, but the, the Clippers got you wedding rings too. No, no, no. <laughs> Special. The, it, Clipper Daryl got you wedding rings. <laughs> <laughs> he was they, your best man. They the look suit. really nice, but this is not gold. This is rubber. You got rubber so, wedding rings. These, these, these rings, well, just the everyday ring. Okay. Everyday ring is rubber. Why do you have two wedding rings? Uh, 
I don't know. I kind of like it. It just kind of happened one day. You, what, you got married again? No, I didn't get married you again. Got married, just, you, you, have a, you have a secret family? I guess one is- You're Bartolo Colon? You got a secret family? No, no, no. Oh, okay. Well, the right ring- is just the ring. Okay. But the left ring is a wedding ring. Right, but it's the same ring as that's what's on the on your left finger. Yeah, I, I didn't know where else to put it. I uh, don't know. Usually, your finger is a good is a good spot. I, I match now. I like to, I like to be even. And these were maybe like ten dollars for like the three pack on Amazon. Wow. So that's also you bought ten dollars for the three. So, so you spent ten dollars on your outfit. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think of something else. I've sorry, bud. Yeah, that's not the spirit of the game. I mean, that you really bent the rules. I, what is, you know, you know what that you know what you did. You're like you're like the the college that you know bent the rules to get uh, a recruit, and I'm the guy that plays it straight. Right? I'm the guy. I'm going to come in and call me Magic Johnson for you and all of this. Look, I'm not saying you tampered with the game. I'm not saying you made okay. phone calls or okay, anything. Okay, let me ask you this. But uh, what? When you came in this morning, yeah, you pieced together out. Did you think about me doing the show? Uh, we talked yesterday. Of course did I did. But I just, I dressed, I dressed straight up. Like, I'm going to wear what, I wore what I had laid out last night because I got up, get up early and wanted to want to wake my wife and daughter up. So I put the stuff out in the living room okay. and I go, and I just go. Hold on. Do you get dressed in the living room for the morning show? Oh, yeah. When I, I got to get up at four o'clock, you know. I guess I feel bad because I just turn the lights on, you know, start rumbling oh, around. Wow. Like, wow. like, my wife is like, <laughs> her eyes are like, Really? Yeah. You turn the stereo but, on. Yeah, but I mean, I just figured it's like, hey, like, I gotta get dressed. Like, I didn't know this was like a like. Are you supposed to get okay for all our five a.m. wake uppers or work our early morning? <laughs> like, is it bad ethics or conduct to like? Am oh, I supposed to get dressed terrible. somewhere else? You just the big the alarm goes off real loud. Beep beep yeah. beep beep. We turn it off. Turn on the music. Up in here, up in here. Y'all gonna make me lose my mind. Come on, honey. Up in here. Come on, don't go back to sleep. You know what's worse? Like yesterday, like my alarm goes off early, <laughs> and I get up. I get to get up at random times. Sometimes it's really early. You know, five a.m. this morning. Other times, different times. And like I thought, it was my wife's alarm. But it was really my alarm, so I'm like irritated with her. Like, yeah, turn your alarm off, and I'm not, I'm not moving. I'm not. But it was really mine the whole time because everybody, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, everybody has the exact same iPhone alarm. If it's the timer, it's the beep. If it's the phone call, and everybody, whenever an alarm goes off, it's something about these. I, you start looking around like, who's phone? Is, is that? Oh, that's mine. Oh, it's me. It's in my pocket. And I had the nerve to get irritated with her. Look Turn your you. darn alarm off. You're setting Oops. it off purposely just Oops. so she would get it. <laughs> Oops. Uh, our producer, Justin Frostberg, told me there's four divorce lawyers on the line. You want to just start interviewing <laughs> them now? Do you want to just talk to them now? You well, want to? I'm in the wrong. Yeah, you're in the wrong, dude. You can't just turn lights on and turn turn the t- turn the coffee maker on. So you get on the phone. No, you can't do that. But what about like your keys in your wallet? I got to turn the lights on to find them. You can't use you don't use your phone as a li- I use my phone as a light and I get to I know my house so I can maneuver around things and get is, to the is that what get to the front to do? door. Yeah, you're supposed to yeah. But it's it, four o'clock in the morning. But it's dude. really bad when I trip over stuff. Yeah, well, don't trip over things. Oh, Leave God. yourself a nice path all the way through. Just, you know, light it with torches, you know, it, the night before. <laughs> you just walk right to your front door. Am I the only one who who would do that? Oh, the only one still married, yeah, sure. Every, <laughs> everybody else is not, is not married anymore. So you laid all your clothes out the night before yeah. in the living room. Yeah, put them out in the living room, get dressed. So there was nothing my stuff you needed go. to get. No. 
No, give him a jacket out of the out of the you know keep the sneakers near the front door. Jacket out of the closet. And let's go. When you laid out your clothes, did you go a little cheaper than normal? Knowing I, I went, would be in. You know what I do? I go with what 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 pants am I going to wear? I'm going to wear these pants, and then I go around it because then I go okay. I need a shirt that doesn't clash with the pants and go on. All right, and then I I don't sit here and go oh I've got these for free or I got these for a dollar. The only way I'm going to beat you in this game now is if I come in naked. You're just gonna wear all kinds of stuff you, you got for free. You took the words out of my mouth. You, you got you took the words of my mouth. Rings. Hey, if somebody wants to get me some free rings, <laughs> who? What company makes wedding rings? I will put your ring on. Send me. I'm. Hey, hey. Ryan Hollins is for sale. Ryan, Ryan Kenwood Hollins oh is for sale. Uh, hey, Hellsberg Diamonds is on the line. They want to talk to you. Hellsberg Diamonds. Uh, Twitter at How About a Fresca. Ryan at the Ryan Hollins. Jason Smith, Ryan Hollins in for Dan. Now, when it comes to Kyler Murray, we watched him yesterday uh, declare his intentions for the National Football League. And in what was, I think, the best move that he did, we had a very strongly worded statement about how he is ready for the NFL. He is choosing the National Football League. He said, I was born to be a quarterback, and I'm going to make this my lifelong passion. This is what I want to do. I look forward to talking to teams and convincing them I'm the best quarterback in this draft. And that's absolutely what he had to do. Because up until now, he had kind of been someone who had been keeping his toes in, in both you know both pools. Ah, oh, you know, NFL, boy, I signed the contract with the A's. And you know, I'm playing baseball, but I really want to play football. And I get that. And when you're 21, 22 years old, you don't want to be told, hey, you got to give up one of your dreams. Well, I do. No, you have to. But he's so freakishly talented. When you choose, you have to make a choice because the NFL is not going to draft you high unless they know you are committed to this game. You don't be committed for life. You got to say, hey, four years here, this is what I want to do. And you have to be 100% committed. You can't leave the door open to, well, I'm going to try to play baseball in the offseason because that's a, that's a turnoff. That's where teams are going to go, okay, not going to draft this guy in the first round because those picks are too valuable if they think you're going to leave. He needed to do what he did yesterday by saying, I'm all in. I'm all in on the National Football League. I'm here. I'm going to meet. He's going to go to the combine, all of these things. I'll work out and get everybody convinced. And this is what's going to happen now. Teams are evaluating him. And teams are going to love him, and he's going to be the riser in the NFL draft. And it's easy to say now, oh, I, I, I can't see him being picked higher in the front. He'll go in the top of the first round because he's a quarterback, and teams are still going to need quarterbacks, and he's someone that is going to, because he has that it factor about him, is just going to keep rising. And you're going to, they're going to examine him. There's always the one riser every year in the NFL draft. Someone who goes from, boy, this guy was a – borderline first-rounder when the season ended, but now look at what he is because of demand of the position or teams liking what he does, his skill set. He slides up into the top ten. There's guys like that every year, and there's no bigger guy than Kyler Murray. He'll go ahead of Dwayne Haskins. Haskins is a great quarterback. He throws it phenomenal. Watch him play a lot at Ohio State this year, but he's not going to be the riser that Kyler Murray is, and Kyler Murray is going to be that guy. There's going to be teams that want to build their team around him and go, okay, you're going to bring in – instant juice to the organization. We're going to sell more tickets. It's going to excite the fan base. What he can do as a quarterback is really unprecedented how fast he is, and someone's going to take him, and they'll take him early. Jay, there's so many layers to this. There are so many layers to this. It is funny you talk about commitment, and it's interesting he says his first love is with football. But you have to acknowledge, and this is just the common sense play, he can play baseball until he's, he's you know, 40 years old. Yeah, he can play baseball till he's forty. NFL, not for long. That's not a guarantee. But interesting enough, when we talk about the financials, 
He will make more money playing football. And the question is, can he play in the NFL? He's had to question, can I play in the NFL? And we talked earlier, and we both agreed that when he played against Alabama, if you know anything about Alabama, if, if, if you weren't just born yesterday, those are NFL players. Those are first-rounders, second-rounders, third-rounders, all on the exact same team. Those are, are 6'4 and 6'5 D linemen. Those are, are, are nose tackles, 6'8", 6'. Like, these are big boys. And he was successful against Alabama. He saw that I can see over the line, I can scramble. The, I'm, they're fast, but I'm still faster, okay? That's NFL. That's 4'5 chasing me down out the pocket versus your normal guys. Those big guys are running and and athletes and jumping and cutting and doing everything, and I can still do what I do. So there's a light that went on and said, hey, man, I'm not ignorant enough to say that I can't have success in the NFL. And I also look back and think about guys like Charlie Ward. There's a lot of what-ifs, man. If he had played, if he had done this, and you look at guys like Lamar Jackson – that was a what-if type of guy because everybody said, well, you should be a wide receiver. And he said, no, I'm a quarterback. No, I'm a quarterback. And then you see the success that he also had this year in the NFL, not even knowing how to – he ain't half. Bro, he ain't half. He ain't even a quarter of the passer that Kyler Murray is. Now he's got size. He's got the it factor. He's got, you know, leadership. Uh, if I have to throw another question mark out for Connor Murray, and I want to know how you feel about, I, I don't know the type of leader he is. I think he's talented, but I didn't really see him rally his guys. But I think his skill set is amazing. I think that's an area he's going to have to grow. But as a talent, like I think he saw the money, he saw the dreams, he saw the glory. He fell in love. He said, "This is it, bro." Well, even up until he won the Heisman Trophy, it was still baseball. Like, I'm doing yeah. this. I'm and so he went through the whole season starting, he having did. a phenomenal year in front of big crowds at Oklahoma. He became a big star in college football. It was still baseball, baseball, baseball. Because you get drafted already. He already mm-hmm. had a ton of money. Yeah. You know, he already got $5 million in bonus money. He's got to return most of that to the A's right now, who still want to hold on to his rights just in case something happens. Yeah. I get it because they're not, they're not getting any compensation for him because he's, he's leaving to go to football. So mm. it, it's, a, it's a sunk cost. So yeah. they either he either plays for them or they don't get anything back for him. But then he wins the Heisman Trophy. And I think that was the inkling that opened the door a little bit like, oh, maybe. But you know what? Guys have won the Heisman Trophy before and not gone on to the NFL. And All right, but that might have opened the door a little bit. Then he gets a taste of the playoff. They get to the playoff, and he sees what the three weeks leading up to the playoff is like, all the, the incredible amount of attention he's got. And then he gets to participate in the playoff, and he sees what kind of a big deal it is. And I think that's the moment where he said, you know what? Mm. Hang on a second. I think that, that was because any, anytime, you know, look, you can do whatever you want to, but when you get to that next level in something you do yeah. and you experience something that is just, oh, my goodness, I, that's something. There's nothing he can do in baseball that was going to even compare to what he just went through. The high of, of that, the natural high you had of playing in the playoff and all yep. that and being, and being the guy that Alabama's got to stop and still having that kind of success and, and staying close to them. The reason you lost is because you know, Tua had a phenomenal game and the defense couldn't stop uh, Alabama. You realize, wait, I can still do this. I think that's what turned it for him. And that's when he said, okay, you know what, football, then he got – notes from talent evaluators who said, okay, yeah, you're a first-round talent, and it's now you're this kind of guy. You'll get paid more money earlier on. And I'm sure in the back of his mind somewhere is, 
I can always go back to baseball. No matter what he wants to say that, hey, this is what I want to do, I can always go back to baseball. Now, it's going to be a bit more of a harder push. Like, say he plays for four years, it doesn't work out in the NFL. He says, you know what, I want to go back and play baseball now. Because that itch is always going to be there. All right, so now you're talking about being 25, 26 years old, and you're starting off at a low level in A-ball. By the time you make it, you're almost 30, and then you're not seeing your first big contract are you really seeing one? I mean, look, Jacob DeGrom just won the Cy Young for the Mets last year. He's not going to see his first long-term big-time money deal until he's 32. Wow. And that's after winning the Cy Young. I mean, this is now Kyler Murray's got to make it and then get a big – so let's say he makes it to the to Major League Baseball when he's 29, 30 years old. All right, well, that deal is going to start ticking when he's 29. He'll hit free agency when he's 34. Yeah. So really, he's not going to get – He's not going to get that kind of payday. But I know in the back of his mind, it's always going to be, I can still go back and play baseball when I want to. But realize that when you open the door to the NFL and you close it on baseball, you real, you, you're not going to make that kind of money. You're not going to have that kind of lifestyle because baseball's always going to be a grind for you. If you take it now... You're, you know, you're 21, 22 years yeah. old, a couple of years in the minors, you're up to AAA. They're going to make sure you get to the to Major League Baseball because it looks bad when a, when a first-round pick doesn't make it. And, you have a lot of heat around you. We're going to make sure you get there. And you get there when you're 24, 25, and suddenly you're playing for you. Then you're getting a big deal. Then you're getting all this guaranteed money, and you're seeing $140 million, whatever it's going to be by the time he gets to his big contract. But now you postpone that, and you're not going to see that day. So... This is what's going to get him the most money for now, as you said. But in the long run, you know, if you if you turn your back on baseball, you just have to realize, okay, I'm not going to get that payday, and I got to yeah. make football work all the way through. And you know, it's interesting you brought up that Alabama game. I mean, he threw for 300, ran for 100 yards. Yeah, yeah, great know, game against the best of the best. And what what scouts do love about him is that he doesn't he, he extends plays to pass. He doesn't extend them to run. And granted, anytime he wants to turn it on, he can take off for six. Like, like he's got that type of explosion, but he's not a guy where, you know, you, you brought up Vince Young. You brought up uh, RG3. Uh, you brought up Cam Newton. Those are guys where when you ask them to sit in the pocket, that's not the – it's not what they do. They're not com- – Connor's comfortable in the pocket. He's comfortable letting his receiver zip and go long and then, you know, putting a, a, a deep ball out there. But it, it's, it, it does intrigue me and, and have me lean more to say that this guy is going to have success. And the fact that you can't just spy him with any – I mean, you darn near didn't – you literally – you need a DB to spy him in the, in the pocket or you're in a contain. You know, you're hoping just get our hands up and don't let this guy, you know, pass over us. But this, how do you pressure? Like, he's in. If you get the right system behind him, I mean, he could be unguardable, man. This, Literally, this is, this is where he will have a team in the first round that will trade up to get him or take him, and they will build a team around him. And it's going to be the Raiders. The Raiders are going to trade up because they have the early pick. They have the two later picks. They'll either take him at four or they'll use those two later first round picks to move up. He's a perfect. Raider for John Gruden to move on from Derek Carr, who they'll trade right around the draft. Yeah, uh, they, I, I think they'll trade him to the Giants because that's what the Giants are going to do to get their quarterback of the present and future. And then they're going to draft Kyler Murray, and this is going to buy John Gruden time to turn the team around before they get to Vegas. That's they need to be competitive and to prove that he really does know something about building rosters because we haven't seen that yet. That he's a perfect raid. That that's that's exactly what's going to happen. The Raiders are going to wind up getting him because they pick high enough. 
where they don't have to move up too far to get him, or if he is a top 10 type pick, they can slide down or use those first round picks to move he, up and get I him. I think he's explosive enough to where it could work. And the nice part, if you get the right quarterback, you're talking Super Bowl in his youth. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Ryan at the Ryan Hollins, Jason Smith, Ryan Hollins, in for Dan Patrick. Coming up next, the Knicks are taking tanking to an art form. But Ryan Hollins says, I've seen this before. I know exactly how they're tanking. A team I was on did it. That's next on Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Fox Sports Radio, the Dan Patrick Show. Jason Smith, Ryan Hollins in for Dan. Get your my show nights here on Fox. Hit Ryan up on Twitter at the Ryan Hollins, but just don't bring up UCLA's game from Saturday. A lot of NBA stuff we've gotten to today. We talked Westbrook, Harden earlier this hour, but one thing that's happening that has been taken to an art form is what is happening right now with tanking in the NBA because there's tanking. And there's what this team is doing. Dennis Smith dribbled into the left corner. He launched a contested three. That was no good. And the Cavaliers hang on and win it by the final of 107-104. Cavs Radio Network on the call. So the Knicks go down to defeat again at the hands of the suddenly potent Cleveland Cavaliers. They lose their franchise record 17th straight game. And what I love about this, this is not just tanking where we're throwing the young guys out there and we're not winning games. Because if you were just doing that, which is what most teams do to tank, you'd win a couple by accident. I mean, the Knicks are close sometimes in the fourth quarter. There's a couple of games you would win. Hey, one team doesn't show up, a couple of guys get hot. But the fact here, 17 in a row, because you watch David Fisdale and the Knicks, you see guys would start for three games in a row. And then Fisdale would say, nope, now I need to change things around and see it again. So then a guy goes from starting three games to being a DNP CD for three games and changing the lineup every five games. Here's my starting rotation for this five games. And then I'm going to change it, move guys. So guys moving around and playing in difficult situations and positions. They don't know when they're playing next, how many minutes. They could play 12 minutes one game, 25 minutes another game. I mean, this really is we're going to move things around, make it look like we're evaluating talent, but the tanking is awesome. I mean, the last time they won was when they beat the Lakers. I mean, that's the last time they won a game. You're talking, They may not win the rest of the season. Look, man, uh, no, undoubtedly there's that call from the front office. And they're they're using this as somewhat of a tryout. They're going to see who can play. There's some truth to that. But you're not doing this in training camp or in summer league. You're doing this in the NBA season. Yeah. Which makes for an impossible situation to win in because there's no chemistry. You don't know who's who. And what you teased earlier was was funny, my friend. And it, it looked at me like I was crazy when I said it, but it's too much practice. What the heck do you mean to? They need more practice. They stink. <laughs> they stink. Within an 82-game season, and I'm not sure necessarily sure that this is happening or not, but when I we originally broke the record for losses in Cleveland. Congratulations on uh, that, by the way. Appreciate it. Appreciate nice, it. And yeah. Thank you, Philadelphia Knicks. Please keep it up. <laughs> Knicks, I think I think we got to 22 Knicks, so I need you to All I right. need you to break that. Oh, that's easy. I that's need easy. you to get there. No, 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 but seriously, within how rigorous an 82-game schedule is, if you are running the legs off of your players and, oh, they're young, they're fine, they're not going to win games because you're playing against guys who are fresh, they, they got energy, they're ready, 
They're not practicing. All they do is a little bit of a shoot around, maybe get some shots up, get up a workout versus run their legs off. I'm not saying that Fizdale's doing that. Oh, no, no, they're but- practicing a lot. They had an hour and a half. They had one of the most physical uh, big-time practices of the year the other day, the Knicks had. Uh, well, that's how you lose. That's how you lose Practicing games. this much. Like, when do you start? So, when you played in Cleveland. So you don't you guys, recover. You practiced all the time, so your legs weren't there in the fourth quarter, so you guys wilted in games, and you knew you were going to lose. Well, not only were we not that good, but, yeah, like you said, you know, the mindset, oh, they're young, get out and practice. They need to develop. They need the time. So, it's essentially saying, you know, because this is the NBA, unfortunately, and I, I know a lot of people may not like this mentality. If you're a young high school kid or college kid, uh, earmuff time, don't cover your ears. Do you earmuffs, want it? pal. Earmuffs. Yeah, earmuffs. You're going old school. You, hey, <laughs> hey, bro, do you want it in the game or do you want it in practice? Do you want me to be at lights out in the game or do you want it in practice? And you got to make up your mind in it because there are too many games in the NBA, including travel, uh, in, including back-to-backs. I, I, literally, it's a mess, bro. You cannot do it. So if the team – so if the Knicks were practicing less – I mean, because this is really a foreign concept to many people. So if the teams were practicing less, they'd be winning more at we'll this say, point in the season. We'll say lighter to not at all. Like when? Like when do they? When do they start tapering back on practice? Normal teams that aren't tanking. It's it's early now uh, because of the change in schedule. They got rid of the back to backs, but what happens is you never have a time for rest because you play a lot of one and ones. You play one day, one day off. Play one day, right. one day off. But the problem is you don't get a one day off. Why? Because it's a travel day. So when you're traveling, you get dehydrated. You got to worry about what bed you're sleeping in, and it's making the schedule absolutely hectic. I think they, the NBA should go back to the four games in five nights just because you will have a span of rest in between. But now these guys don't have rest. So it goes to what well, they, they usually taper back beginning of the year? When, when it turns it's earlier to, now. When it turns to it's January earlier, so? you, you okay. literally It's impossible to practice. If I just fly in, you'd have to practice after a flight. That's impossible, bro. You cannot practice after a flight. Why don't you practice on a flight? You get a big enough plane, practice on the flight. Well, you watch video. (laughs) You watch video, rely on film, and that's why you need veterans in the locker room for this because now these young dudes are like, when you see young guys and it starts to go bad, it goes really bad because they don't get practice. They can't practice. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Ryan at the Ryan Hollins, Jason Smith, Ryan Hollins, in for Dan Patrick. We're back tomorrow, and I guarantee you, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna. I'm gonna think about my outfit tomorrow. Don't come in naked tomorrow. <laughs> I don't want to see you in your underwear. It's the only and watch, way I'm gonna okay? beat you. It's the only where I'm gonna beat you in the cheap out clothes oh, game. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Somebody get him a sponsorship for Ryan Hollins. I'm Jason Smith. You are listening to Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. 
So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.